Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one narrative or story-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. I'm Player Two in this scenario, and we got two other controllers plugged in. <laughs> the good energy. This is an amazing <laughs> intro. No, I love it. Who, who are playing on those other two controllers? Introduce yourselves. Oh, I've never had to introduce myself before. I'm Josh. Oh, I'm Michael, and I got stuck with this crappy Mad Cats controller. Mmm, yeah, I can hear it. I can hear the Mad Cats click. It's bullshit. Yeah, you should turn off the turbo, dude. Hey, is my controller... Hey, it's not even plugged in. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You're, you're playing the you're playing the horn. I'm playing Mario Kart. You're playing the horn. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Okay, you're fine. cool. Cool, cool. You're playing the pod. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, as you could probably tell from Duncan's very unique style of introduction, we are playing the final bit of Near Automata today. Um, so finally, a year and a half after the initial recording, we have played through routes C, D, and E for Near Automata, um, finally completing the game. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in because I think this could be a bit of a lengthier one. Uh, just a note up top, you know, we'll be. Putting in kind of a recap for people who haven't played the game in a while, so you can go ahead and listen through that. Otherwise, we're going to talk through the game kind of chronologically, but we might jump around a bit. We're not going to, like, restrict ourselves based on anything. So, you know, definitely um, give that a listen if you don't remember what happened. Otherwise, feel free to join us along. So, where we left off, we had the beginning of the war hype-up speech from the commander in that kind of little trailer we got, and this is taking place after the events of uh, Route A or B, and the enemy is now weak as ever because of the damage in the network after we defeated Adam and Eve, so it is time to strike. So, 9S and 2B are set out uh, along with several other Yorha units and squads to overrun the machines because, uh, as I said, they are as weak as ever. So they land on the planet. They have to help other Yorha squads um, as they're overrun from machines. And after they all group up together, they are all hit with some sort of EMP um, virus. So they uh, 9S hacks into 2B and kind of disconnects her so she isn't infected by this logic virus. So... As the other units are infected, they're kind of running away and fighting as many as they can off, but they are eventually overwhelmed by all of the uh, infected Yorha units, and they touch black boxes to cause an explosion, thus killing the remaining infected Yorha units on the ground. They then uh, teleport back up to the moon base bunker and are met with the commander. They tell her about the logic virus and the EMP that hit them. They never heard anything of this, so they decide to detain 9S and 2B, but it's too late. They There was a back door in the, um, in the moon base where they were able to get inside with the logic virus, and now all of the other Yorha units in this base are infected with just some sort of maddening logic virus where they are attacking 9S and 2B. They run away with the commander to the uh, ship bay and... As they're leaving in the ships, the commander's eyes turn red, which is a kind of a signature sign of them being infected uh, by the logic virus, and they uh, have to leave the commander behind. The commander belongs here, and um, they leave the planet as the moon base explodes behind them. Mwah! Mwah! Beautiful. 
Thank Beautiful. You. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you. Uh, from there, we have 2B and 9S kind of escaping that, you know, the bunker as it explodes and they're, they're kind of fancy flying machines. I forgot the name of them and I don't know what that is, ships. but it's, you know, and they're ships, they're flying ships. Uh, they, they fly over the ocean and as it becomes clear that both of them aren't going to be able to escape because they're being chased by other infected Yorta units, 2B kind of knocks 9S out of the way and then tries to essentially draw the arrow to herself, um, and get to you know, get them following her to save 9S, uh, but she does end up crash landing um, and pretty apparently becomes uh, obvious that she's also infected with that logic virus. So she tries to do the only thing she can and make it, you know, to the commercial zone because it's the, you know, least populated area. So it kind of offers the least collateral damage and the, the largest chance for other androids to survive. Um, as she's doing this, there are infected androids and machines and everything just attacking her and, and trying to kill her. But she manages to shamble right to the commercial zone. And right as she is about to be killed by other infected androids, A2 jumps out of the shadows and, and kills her pursuers. Um, but because she's infected with this logic virus, because she is completely basically non-functional, she asks A2 to kill her. Um, and which A2 does, and 2B kind of falls to the ground, uttering the, the final words of, take care of everyone for me, take care of the future A2, um, while giving her her sword that contains all of her memories. As this is going on, though, 9S is you know, been trying to locate her and is running across a long, rackety bridge that connects to the commercial zone, and the only thing he sees is A2 having stabbed a sword through 2B, um, and seemingly just, you know, thinks, oh, A2 must have just killed her, so he kind of loses it and starts screaming and runs towards her, you know, basically vowing to kill her, and as he begins running running towards A2, this giant earthquake starts happening as an enormous white structure raises out of the ground, and, you know, 9S falls into this chasm, ostensibly being knocked unconscious, um, and while all this is happening, A2 cuts her hair and gets her hair done and looks a lot like 2B. Wow, good job. Hey, thanks. I did my best. Yeah. At this point, you wake up as A2 uh, with Pod next to you. Pod keeps asking you about your intentions. It's very clear that A2 does not want to do anything besides kill every machine. At this point, Pod points her towards the desert. You run to the desert and you find a giant centipede. And a giant battle ensues. You end up beating the centipede. And once you beat the centipede, you uh, actually realize that 2B is still a part of you. Um, but through the battle, A2 is hurt and needs to go back to the camp to, uh, to get a new fuel filter. At this point, she also meets Pascal, uh, who we all know at this point is the friendly robot, but it doesn't matter because A2 does still hate him, um, but she actually does end up deciding to let him live. So again, you do need the fuel filter, and you learn that Pascal is the only one who can help you get that. Uh, after running some errands around the area, getting stuff for Pascal and getting stuff for the uh, village, uh, you learn that the village is actually in trouble. All of a sudden, the robots, half the robots anyway, have gone insane and started to kill each other. Pascal and his children flee to the factory. At this point, uh, you learn that there is a large amount of machines heading towards the factory to get uh, Pascal and you. Um, and he actually joins the fight, and you guys try to take on all the machines together. He ends up actually piloting a Goliath-class robot, which you can remember from the beginning of the game. And he messes up all their shits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, bad shits for weeks because of that Goliath-class, Bad shits man. for weeks. Um, 
After the battle, you all go back to the factory and you learn that the robot children have actually all committed suicide. They are all so fearful of what may come uh, after this long section of running away from all the machines, they killed themselves. Um, Pascal then asks you to either wipe his memory or kill him because he cannot live with the guilt of uh, these children's lives. Um, and the choice is up to you. Uh, as you know, best thing to do is to wipe his memory. Anyway. <laughs> no editorializing at all. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I did add my own little opinion there. I shouldn't have done that. No, it's fine. <laughs> it was fun. So 9S awakens, being repaired by uh, two new characters for us, uh, Papala and Devola, who will learn more about... You'll learn more about them later in the episode. I'm not going to go over them right now. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about them. No, I don't prepare good. that Go. shit. Good. All right. Um, so Ninus kind of has a straightforward mind as to what he wants to do. And it's pretty much just figuring out what that tower is and destroying it uh, because he's lost to B. She is fully dead. Non, non, uh, I almost said non-refundable, uh, non-revivable. <laughs> Um, can't sell that model back, man. Can't sell it back. Yeah, so he immediately begins investigating um, the tower and these things called the resource recovery unit. So these are three towers surrounding the main larger tower. Um, as he goes to those individual towers, he gets information about the secrets of Project Yorha. So the three um, boxes he visits are the meat box, the soul box, and the god box. So in the meat box, which uh, uh, he kills just like tons of machines as he goes up this large tower. And at the top, there's just this light core and it's this bright light. And as he walks towards it, there's kind of a like child's voice asking for help. And without hesitation, he blows that core up. In the next box, the soul box, and again, he's just transitioning between these going straight front from the other. He sees... um kind of as he hacks into this, he sees, uh, you know, in the virtual space, 2B's uh, information in his own memories. So, like, kind of pictures of her, as well as just, like, a still model of her. And he's aware that, you know, he's just viewing his own memories. And as he gets closer, the memories start to kind of delete or dissipate into these black squares. And he has to fight this, these, like virusy black squares and eventually he fends them off and uh, begins just stabbing them out of anger because of all those memories uh, that were deleted and we get this hard cut into um, him stabbing to be as all of her blood is just covering his body and face as he's crying uh, so at the top of the god box is an infected operator 210 for those who would remember she was the uh, operator that uh, did a lot of communications and one of 9s's other friends um, so uh, they have this fight and uh, she says things from their conversations in the past and kind of uh, hinting that She's still in there. So Operator 210 is about to kill 9S as A2 steps in and kills 210. Again, one of his uh, closer friends or loved ones. So 2B, um, or I'm sorry, A2 says, 2B told you she wanted you to become a good person. And she just kind of walks away. And then 9S just runs towards her as 
you know, just trying to kill her, and he fumbles or the ground falls underneath him. Ground fall, and, that. Yeah, ground yeah, fall the ground fall. Sure. He he just does a trip. <laughs> he just uh, trips and and yeah, uh, and sack starts playing in the background. Yeah. Um. So Ninus then awakes again and starts to make his way back towards the center of the tower because he has now uh, destroyed the three resource recovery units, which the announcers have made it very clear this is what he has to do to get into the tower. Um, So Davola and Papala await at a gate um, uh, that lets you into the main tower for 9S, uh, and they begin fighting robots at the front of the gate, and... Basically, to get in, they decide to fry their own circuits, thus atoning for their sins, they say, and letting 9S go through. So, we get into the tower. 9S is in there. He's, he's running up the stairs of this perfect white city with um, all these like perfect squares and everything's extremely clean. And he just sees a huge room of 2B models that all just start attacking him. And he's kind of just going mad and like thinking that this is like reaching that point of insanity where it's kind of funny to him as he's fighting off the last one. He kind of sorrowfully walks up to the last one and it blows up in his face because the last one had a bomb in it or something like that. <laughs> it, had a, it had a bomb with a fuse in it. It explodes for reasons we don't know. It had a detonator in it and it explodes in his face. Yo, this game is wild to talk about because you get sentences like, oh, well, Operator 210 was about to kill 9S, but then A2 stepped in to kill 210, and then A2 told 9S <laughs> the 2B said that. I've been thinking about that this fuck? whole time. <laughs> what yeah. The fuck? There's a lot of names, but I recognize them more than and regular names. They're all such beautiful designations. They're real to uh, me. I don't even know my mom's name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had to pick a name for 1210, 1210A, Q? 1210A is a lot, but I like it. At this point, you do end up switching back to A2. You're switching back and forth in between A2 and 9S quite frequently at this point. So you're playing A2. uh, You're learning the secrets of the machines of past uh, civilizations, humans. Um, and you learn uh, what you think is correct about the Ark at this point. You think it's a cannon that's going to fire into the moon and destroy all of the humans' knowledge. Not the case. We'll learn. Out, we'll figure out what it is later, um, but that's what A2 thinks right now. Then you switch back over to 9S. You wake up next to a body of, or a copy of 2B, uh, and you're kind of like rubbing your cheek. You think it's a nice moment, but you end up actually ripping off her arm and like basically quick soldering it onto your own arm. Now you have a new arm. <laughs> um, uh, at that point, you end up running through the base, fighting machines or not fighting machines. Well, yeah, fighting machines, but also fighting the the, the red girl. Um, and you end up learning the truth about Yorha as well. The truth being that Yorha was designed to be destroyed, uh, designed by the machines to be destroyed so the machines can learn. Um, moving on, you switch back to A2, uh, you end up fighting the red girl, which you learn is the like leader of the hive mind that, that is the robot that is in the machines. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you end up fighting the red girl. You learn that the only way to actually, you know, defeat her is to not attack her, let the machine overflow itself, um, 
kind of just run out of memory. <laughs> I think it actually does say something about memory. Maybe something like that in there. Uh, there ends up being two consciousness of machines and they end up fighting over an argument and kind of destroying each other. Or, or do they fully destroy each other? Am I, am I, I wrong? think yeah. they basically just stop and then you don't run into the manifestation of them in the world anymore. Uh, when you're done with that part of the story, uh, 9S and A2 actually meet um, and they're going to reveal the secrets they've learned because they've been separated this whole time. A2 reveals that 2B is actually an operation or a, an operator model. I was going to not an operator model, but it's just a model. <laughs> um, it's not 2B, it's 2E, an executioner. Two E's were designed to kill nine S's that were getting too close to the truth. And then nine S's uh, secret that is revealed is that humans are actually long extinct and the androids are fighting without a purpose, basically. All right. So then you are at the point when you you have these two characters meeting and you get to choose your protagonist, um, either A2 or nine S. And then you know, you have a final boss fight either way against the other one. And based on who you chose, you get one of two different endings. If you chose A2, you get an ending where she will, you know, best 9S and then end up cutting off the, the 2B arm that he had, you know, like Colby said, quick soldered onto himself. Uh, and then because he is at this point basically completely overcome with a logic virus, um, A2 hacks into him and, and kind of repairs his his logic units essentially um and and has the pod carry off his body and then as you know that is happening she essentially sacrifices herself to destroy the giant cannon that the machines had made um and we get a a scene of the cannon kind of collapsing and everything falling around her as as she lays on the ground um saying how she is she's coming and she's coming everyone and and kind of reference to her backstory where she you know was the only survivor of a suicide mission um, but if you choose 9S, you get a totally different ending where both of them are actually stabbed and killed in the fight. And then you're treated to kind of a, a white screen where 9S is essentially talking to the, the machine of hive mind um, and kind of recognizing some of the voices in there as, as Adam and Eve. And they mention that the giant tower is not actually a, you know, a cannon meant to destroy humanity, but rather it's an arc um, that they are going to shoot the machine, you know, the the core of the machine the logic of it all into space to kind of try and find a different planet maybe less ruined by war um, and horror and then live there and then they give 9s the option to to join him or join them all on the ark or you know he can obviously stay behind there um and and you know i i don't remember exactly what happened with him staying uh, behind but he can get onto the ark and he goes with them into uh, like a journey to space and it's really nice um, but either way, that's not really the real ending. The final ending happens when you have chosen both of them and then kind of get into the credits. Um, and as you are in that credit scene, the pods start talking about um, how they've been following everyone this whole time uh, and how you know the story is coming to a close. Um, and essentially they decide, hey, maybe we don't delete all of the, the data like we're supposed to. They were you know supposed to close the loop on Yorha and delete all of the data about it and everything like that after it had, you know, completed self-destructing. Um, and as um, they decide not to do that, you know, you're playing through the credits, shooting everything, um, and you are actually treated to a, a really nice moment where uh, you are given help because you kind of can't beat this hacking minigame, essentially, in the credits without help from other people. And you get um, actual 
like data from other players in the world who had sacrificed their data and they kind of help you shoot through this credit scene um, in, in a really kind of very touching moment. Um, afterwards, you are given the option to delete your data to also help other people in the future. Uh, and after that, you're treated to the final scene in the game, which is the pods kind of bringing back different parts of, of A2 and 9S and 2B to reconstruct them, mentioning that they have all of the data from all of the units and they're going to essentially more or less bring them back to life in the hopes that they don't repeat the same mistakes of their past. And then we are we are kind of treated to the, the very end of the game in, in an idea that, hey, maybe cycles can be broken. All right, so starting from the top, uh, let's just let's just sort of. I just want to get everyone's like baseline thoughts before we move on to talking about the specifics of the game. We finally finished it. We finally got through all the parts of it. How are you guys feeling um, throughout the the entirety of this run? All right, so how'd you guys how'd you guys feel about the uh, the beginning of this this run? How'd you feel about this run in general? Let's get some some general thoughts here. Uh, all right, well, the beginning of the run, uh, I can say that I was enjoying this whole game i i all the way up to this point i was loving the game well, i guess i still loving it but i guess through this run i got a little uh i guess i got a little bored or it, it became a little repetitive for me but i would still say overall beginning of the run solid end of run I, I can't play another video game. I loved it so much. <laughs> middle of the run. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. if I, I don't know. It just got a little boring it, for me it, because I was... Is it by chance that yeah. it was boring for you because you had to play the middle part again? No. Well, middle part again. I didn't have to play through the middle oh, part I thought again. you said you like had to reload or something like that. And... Oh, no. I had to play through the beginning part of the game because I had to start game again. But, uh, right. I, I mean, just like the overall gameplay loop kind of got boring for me as I played through this, uh, especially playing 9S. I just kind of got real boring of the hacking. But, I mm. mean, other than that, all the story bits, I really enjoyed. I thought it was good. How about you guys? I, uh, this is... This is going to be taking its place as like one of my favorite video games of all time, I think. Hell um, yeah. Like the gameplay loop is I mean, it's interesting because it really does all take place in this one area and uh it does kinda get smaller over time. Like, okay, these city ruins, I've been here for the eighth time. Um and that's all well and good. But this story just straight up blew me away, and there's so much to figure out, and so much that just hit me from oblique angles, and so much that I don't understand, and there's so much more to discover still. Um, I had a blast playing this. This is one of my favorites. That's that's the type of energy I wanted to hear. I don't want to hear a single <laughs> negative thing about this game for the rest of the podcast. Wait, well, that's just no wait, good. Is Alex, <laughs> is Alex the director of Near Automata? Hold on. Ah, let me just put on this giant helmet, and then we can continue speaking. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> Duncan, how did you feel about this? Uh, pass. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I really, I, I didn't, I didn't play this one. <laughs> okay, so I. Uh, <laughs> Guys, so I got good. something to tell you. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> if we made it this far and you were just winging it, and every time you got something wrong because you didn't actually know, you just pretended you misremembered. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like anytime you and I talked about it before, I was just like, yeah, that was crazy. Oh, wow. I loved the part where 2B died. Yeah, died. died. I loved the part where she died. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this is... <sighs> So this is very, very difficult for me because, like, as some of you long listeners might know of our top 10 story games or just, like, top 10 games of all time, Undertale 
took a number one spot for me because like it, it's and it's such a like insanely different game than this because it's very like mm. you know it's based around like a lot of humor and kind of other strange things and this is just so different and far off from the spectrum but like it in my mind because i finished it a couple months ago it's been fighting in my mind is like this might be my new like favorite game like i just i I think about all the story elements and like i thought about the gameplay loops and stuff like that and how frustrating those were but like it just means so much little to me because the the like incessant hacking and like the hack and slash combat that was kind of repetitive that stuff faded away so fast but like all of the story beats and all of the um like interesting things they did with the ui and like all that stuff will stick in my head and I feel like it's going to stick in my head just as long as it did with, um, with some of my other top like favorites and things like that. So it's just those issues I have with it are so small that it, it, it pales in comparison to what I love about it. So long story short, this might be my new favorite. Wow. Nice. Mm, That's yeah. impressive to hear you say that it, it might beat out undertale. That's <sighs> it's tough. Cool. That's big for you. It's big. That's it's a big, big move for, for me. Uh, I would echo a lot of the sentiments. I I will say generally, um, I think talking about this game piecemeal as we have been, I I have tried to be critical of it at points because I do think there are you know there are failings that this game has throughout the entirety of it. I think like like Josh had mentioned, it gets repetitive at points. I think there are parts that don't necessarily work. I think the combat um, is interesting, but you're not encouraged to go deep with it at any point, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and some of the world stuff doesn't work necessarily super well, but I think the um, just the, the quality of the story and the turns that it takes and the way that it sells all of those in a completely believable way, and then all of the themes continuing to wrap into each other is is just it's phenomenal, and it all kind of comes to a head in this this third section here. So while I have been tried to be critical of it um, previously, this chunk was the part where I finished playing it and said. Yo, we gotta we gotta record a podcast on this because I need a platform to talk about this for a long time without seeming like a jagoff. So let's go ahead and make a podcast <laughs> about this, which I guess doesn't really work so much. But uh, I I absolutely adored this part of the game and the game as a whole because of that. And I think that all kind of comes to a head in this first thirty or forty five minutes or so of of this this final run, where you're introduced to just some real good stuff, beginning with just like fascist vaguely nazi-esque imagery and like a massive full-scale assault and and a bunch of really hype stuff that gets me thinking like oh man i don't know where this story's gonna go and like what's yorha gonna do maybe yorha's the real bad guys and like how exciting all of this is gonna be uh leading to just like a fucking heart-wrenching sequence that i did not see coming at all where tubi gets you know infected with this logic virus and essentially sacrifices herself so that 9s can live uh, and it's just, it hits so hard, man. They really just pack so much punch into the first 30 minutes of this run that it almost feels like an entirely different, like, beginning and ending unto itself. Like, this is all technically part of, you know, Route C or D or whatever, but this feels like an entirely separate section inside of that original run. And I, I absolutely love it, and it comes with the all-time greatest title card in video game history coming in like 25 hours into the game to let you know hey just in case you forgot you're playing near automata now <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I, I honestly love the whole ending section here. It's like you're watching like your favorite TV show and it's the last like yes. four or five episodes. Like with the format they have you doing where you keep switching between a few characters. Uh, it's like every time you end one of those small sections with the character, it's like the um, uh, like the cliffhanger on the end of an episode. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to know. Like, And then it switches and you're like, and then you finally come back and you're like, okay, yes, I got to continue this part of the story. It's honestly like so hyped throughout this whole part. And I, I did I did really like the whole ending here. It's really fascinating how they decide to frame the different scenes and being like, you know, moving between those different characters and those different scenes and things like that and kind of like making natural cliffhangers because I feel like cliffhangers in video games are really just saved for the end and make you wait four years for the sequel. But these are like a bunch yep. of like tiny little mini mini um, uh, cliffhangers that it's like you could play it right now very much like a like a Netflix special. There you go. Yeah. And I mean, we we get the idea that there's like some I mean, not cinematography history, but, the, you know, that idea is prevalent from the ending of the second run where you literally get a next time on teaser trailer right. for <laughs> when yeah. you start the game potentially five minutes from now. You know, it's yeah. they really lean very hard into that part. Yeah. And with that teaser, too, I mean, it, it made me think that it was going to be this whole like... Uh, like, like you said, with the Nazi imagery, like this Gestapo force of to be turning into the bad guys and becoming militarized and turning on our own people. That's where I thought this story was going. And then, mm. like you said, it was only half an hour, and then we get to play A2, and nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, they really love that. They swing for it. They swing for it real hard. Um, but, again... I do want to say this part is not without its faults. Um, as you are playing 2B at the end of this, like, intro to the, the final route, when you're infected, there's a long sequence where you, like, shamble along towards your death and, like, slowly lose functions, and you have to, like, switch between running and walking, and you can't use items, and you're getting attacked by machines. Uh, and I thought that scene was really powerful and really impactful for about two minutes, and the scene lasts about five minutes, and if you die, you have to start over from the very beginning of that scene, and that part kind of sucked because i died and it's like okay well this is like a little bit too long i don't know if that i don't know if any of you felt that way but it definitely like i i loved that scene but i don't think it works perfectly at all that's like the whole game anytime you die it's just i don't know the checkpoints are not good i, I feel like that's just like the whole thing basically yeah you do have yeah. to make a habit of doing the quick save so like with that um with the heigl boss the uh, centipede in the desert um mm -hmm. It took me uh, two deaths to realize, oh, yeah, I should save at that vending machine in the desert because I've had to restart from the city twice now. That's just user error. That's not uh, <laughs> That is all. Exactly. But you have to make that habit of doing the quick save because the checkpoint's not great. Not entirely yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's been oh, You died on that guy? Oh, okay. I did. No, there's no way you beat that the first try. Don't even. <laughs> Colby, you're triggering me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I died. I died. Colby reached deep within himself to pull out the most like passive, aggressive, <laughs> shitty Tony possibly could, and he lived and he just got right to my quick. Oh, you died! <laughs> mm. oh, weird. Oh, I didn't know you could. That's kind of cool. But now I guess. Yeah. Can I say though, in retrospect, I actually think that fight was amazing and well done. Because it's like your first boss fight as A2, and it's incredibly frustrating, and it got me super angry because I died three times to it. And 
I hated it at the time, but in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that did a really good job of just putting me in A2's head, just really angry all the time. And yeah. I do th- I do ah, kind yes, of think that was the point of it. I Maybe. I remember being frustrated at that boss, but I mostly remember being frustrated at not understanding the, like, there's, there's a mechanic where you can hold in both thumbsticks, and instead of exploding, you, like, go into a berserk mode. And I would do that a lot and just immediately get my ass kicked. And so I didn't understand what I was misunderstanding about the mechanics. Uh, and it turns out I think nothing. It's just, like, not great, uh, and I'm bad at dodging. Mm. But, I mean, that's how I felt, at least. But Alex, I, all I of know. this game is dodging. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but not as A2. It took me a while to get used to it. The frames are different. <laughs> I will say, it's going to be frame perfect. I will say watching, because there's a secret boss in the desert where you fight, like, basically the same kind of centipede boss, but it's Emil. Uh and I'll say, like, watching that person dodge around some of the blasts as A2, I, they were frame perfect. <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I could ever perform like that. But I, I want to I wanna backpedal just a tiny bit because <clears throat> yeah. I want to talk about the, uh, that scene you were kind of griping about a little bit, Alex. And, like, I, I agree it was a little bit too long for me as well. But there's something I really loved about, like, I kind of took the wrong direction at first and Mm -hmm. like the tiniest little shit robots that I used to just press one button and I could just launch their ass across the planet deep into the (laughs) shadow realm. Uh, I could do that to them and now they're just like punching me and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm so weak. And it felt like this really cool. um, It's not really revenge, but like, it's kind of just like it puts you in your place. Yeah, it really puts it. It shows that she's not like you know as powerful as we've been able to play her as, and like her doom is impending, and like all these things that she her entire life has been dedicated to destroying are now just like completely handing her ass. And I like that a lot, but I wish it was just shorter, or you couldn't die during it. So yeah, yeah, I I think and part of the reason. I didn't like it. Again, I think that that visceral loss of loss of control works really well. Uh, but I think it, it was probably more circumstantial than anything because I think if I had died halfway through, it wouldn't have been that big a deal. But I died like forty feet in front of the bridge you're supposed yeah. to get to, and it just doesn't give you the cutscene. You just still have to start over from the beginning. That's rough. And I was like, oh well. I mean, come on. Like, I die basically on that bridge anyway. Like, just give it to me. Just give it to me. Um, but it didn't, and that that sucked. But we are treated to very shortly after that the cutscene that is the first of just an absolutely stunningly powerful performance by 9S's voice actor, um, who I'll probably shout out a number of times in this podcast, and I don't actually know his name, so I'm gonna look that up real quick. But I absolutely loved his delivery of basically every single line that he delivers from this point on, and when he sees uh, A2 kill 2b and starts like screaming and running after her about how he'll kill her that part just it gave me chills and it like i watched it maybe 30 minutes before we started recording and it just gave me chills all over again he does an insanely good job yeah uh, I, kyle mccarley i believe is his name good job kyle i yeah you did I mean, you did great you really sent it i agree with that and i like you could definitely feel like right away it's interesting that like the voice acting kind of like sells and gives a um, like a foreshadowing of the um, 
descent into madness that he will take throughout the rest of his story like it tells mm. you that almost right away i mean with the writing but also just with that voice acting and that scream and stuff like that you're like oh shit and then he falls down and <laughs> you can almost like you can't tell what's going to happen to him but you can definitely tell like the emotional struggles that he's about to go through and i really i really appreciate that yeah, and it, it's delivered incredibly well. Uh, we also have, in this scene, A2 cutting her hair to look more like 2B, so she gets a, a fresh do going on, and that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually, Yeah, I, I actually read that um, a large part of the reason they did that, um, outside of the fact that like, you know, it makes her look more like 2B, which fits for story reasons, is because they wanted to show some gameplay as A2 in promotional footage, but they didn't want to give away the fact that you're playing as <laughs> A2. So she gets her haircut to look more like 2B so that people would just think it was like a really beat up 2B in any trailers. That's wonderful. Uh, which I think is actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> Moving on from there, I want to talk about, I think, A2's story before 9S's yeah. story. Um, because you kind of split up. And did you guys do, so you get to choose, you know, which critical path you want to go down step by step up until the ending. Did you guys choose to do them all at one like did you do all of a2s and then all of 9s's or did you switch between the two or, or how did you guys kind of approach this well i uh i went all of a2 to start because um you know she was a new character and i was very interested to see what they were going to be doing with her um and then i did all of 9s's um mm-hmm. of the two uh 9s's was definitely better i think but uh, <laughs> um but i still you know it was just fun getting to learn like a2 and the new play style and um you know, kind of see what this character is all about. So I was excited to do that, and that's why I chose her first. Were you initially, like, drawn to A2? Did you like her as a character when you initially started playing her, or were you just interested to kind of see what her arc was and and to get to know her completely? Well, I wanted to get to know what she was, but I did not like her at first. And again, with that Heigl fight, you know, she's like, okay, time to bust out B-mode. And I'm like, you've been in B-mode this whole time, bitch. Like, she was just so angry and frustrated at everything. And I'm like, this is gonna get old real fast. <laughs> but she did start to warm up over time, and uh, that's, you know, I think she became kind of likable at the end. Um, and that's what kept, want, like, getting me to want to play her, is, you know, you do get these little hints at, like, her, you know, humanity in air quotes. Um, and she does warm up over time, and, uh, yeah. So I played her through to completion first. Josh? Uh, for me, I started out playing A2, just being more interested in A2. And I honestly liked A2 from the beginning. I mean, I'm sure she was... Uh, you know, came off as like aloof or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they say that even in the end. Um, but I, I just wanted to know more about her. So I was like, eh, I'll start off with A2. And then I actually went back and forth. So A2, 9S, and then just keeps kept switching back and forth until the very end. Um, which honestly, honestly, I thought was pretty cool doing that because then I kept getting bits of the stories. And uh, it felt like they kept getting closer and closer to each other, which I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah, I did the exact same. That's, that's the way I did yeah, it, Yeah, me too. too. And I yeah. agree I agree with you entirely. I think it would have... I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious like how it would feel if I did it the other way. But yeah, I feel like you'd just yeah, be my... without A2 for quite a while. And I wouldn't... Obviously, I wouldn't forget about her. But it would... Yeah, I think it would feel a little bit different. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... I'm curious, Michael, because I, I 
doing it where you switched between the two, it kind of gave you a really interesting chronological idea of when these events were happening. Like as you switch between the two, like, oh, well, I think A2 is here right now and now I'm playing 9S and he's over here. And then you would like move forward and they would kind of swap spots. And like Hobie said, it seemed like they were getting close to each other, but it gave me a pretty visceral idea of like how these events were lining up. Did you get any of that going straight through on one or did it feel very like, oh, all of this happened and all of this happened, but you don't really have a good idea of how they were interacting at the time. Yeah, so when I was playing through A2, you know, you 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 know, you know stumble upon the resource collection units and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And, you know, you, you're going through, like, Pascal's thing, but you never get, when you're playing through A2, you never get any hint that 9S is really getting any closer or doing anything. Um, but when you were playing through 9S's, then there's more hints about what A2's up to, and you can feel yourself really honing in on the events that she was doing as well. Um, so it is a little bit different because you, I wasn't getting the sense that they were drawing closer all the time. It was getting, you know, like half of a picture and then filling in the gaps with 9S. And it was still really interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like uncovering a bunch of clues and, you know, uh, figuring out what was happening. And it was... Uh, different in its own way but i never got that like sort of magnetic pull that they were like in, intertwined and kind of working towards each other until i was playing just any of nine s's that's interesting to hmm. hear like the different experiences by just choosing the order of different story beats that's really cool i wonder if you um because so later down the road um with the whole a2 thing and um and uh choosing what uh, pascal's fate would be I know you can go back to the village as 9S, and if you, like, choose to wipe her memory, uh, or his memory, you can, like, meet him at the village, and he's, like, completely clueless of everything that's been going on, and it's like, oh, Pascal, that's a weirdly familiar name, but I don't know who that is. Did any of you get that? Hmm. No. Can... Oh my I don't God. remember. Yeah. I really I don't remember. That. It's it's really cool. That'd be so cool to but see. But I was wondering yeah. if you, you got that outside. because you did A2 and then 9S. That's cool. I'm wondering if any of you guys uh, thought about... There's the one scene where Pascal's being attacked outside of the resistance camp, and you could kill him there. Did you guys yeah, see that? Yeah, I just, I just said Is no that... because I'm not an evil monster person. I know, me <laughs> But, too. like, I wonder what happens if you I, do kill Pascal there. I'm pretty sure that is a... Like one of the throwaway uh, endings. I think that's like uh, an, you know ending R or something. Where you uh, just, like no mercy or something like that. I knew I should have done it because you guys wouldn't have done it. But, <laughs> but also I was like I can't be. A I'm monster. sorry we were born with hearts. <laughs> Me too. Come on. I love how when you spare Pascal too, he just like turns out a jetpack and just flies away straight like, into yeah. the sky and disappears. I, love it. I could have done that from uh, the beginning. You dumbass. Like <laughs> very good. Uh, yeah, so let's let's hop into this Pascal stuff, because you do a bunch of stuff as A2 throughout this point, um, but I really don't feel like any of it was too impactful up until this Pascal stuff. Um, I don't know if, about you guys personally, but Not really. this was definitely the heart of A2's story for me, which was you know initially finding Pascal, going to Pascal's village, and kind of helping out with all of the kids, and, and collecting different things, and playing with them, and this was kind of the part where I started to like A2, when she like warmed up to the child robots and was like willing to engage with them in a level that wasn't just you know fuck machines. you I'm gonna kill you or I hate all machines <laughs> yeah yeah um and this this all sets up for such a fucking gut punch man cuz it's so nice and sweet and like peaceful in the village and the kids are all very nice and and fun and you can 
you know, I think you like build them a slide or something and you can watch them go down the slide and it's all really good. Uh, and then, you know, predictably it all goes real fucking bad. It goes real bad, guys. Uh, you end up going to that place. You know, I, I forget. The factory. Exactly. You, you go back to the, the factory. The factory because, you know, that's where all the children are hiding. Um, you know, with Pascal having taught them all semblance of emotions. Pascal basically teaching them the ideas of emotions. Um, and, you know, you go outside. And this was a cool part because you're going outside to, like, fight off the machines with Pascal. And it feels really cool because you're like, hell yeah, I'm killing a bunch of machines. Hell yeah, I get to be Pascal for the first time ever. Pascal's a badass. Like, he's killing everybody. Hell Pascal yeah, rock sucking up. robots. Let's go. Right? This, like, there's no way this goes bad. We just did all the good things. Um, and then you walk inside and the game decides that you don't need to feel good ever again. Uh, and it does so by having all of the kids having killed themselves because they understood the idea of fear and not anything else. And they don't have like a coping mechanism for fear. Right. Uh, well, it's because they the, the whole thing is like, yeah, yeah. I, I taught them fear to protect them. So they didn't do yes. things that would like harm them. Endanger yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. And then, but didn't teach them enough for like here's how you deal with fear when it's overwhelming right uh and this 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 part fucked me up guys i don't know i'm sure i'm sure this part hit pretty hard with everybody because i think it was phenomenally well done but this part fucked me up yeah Uh, i mean the there's there's a certain um i I guess i could say like narrative class i don't know what i'd call it but like of of not seeing this and just walking in and like seeing all of the um all of the children with like stakes in them and all the robots yeah. with it and like imagining like the second I saw that and learned what happened to them, I got a lot of like visions of me trying to picture like the, what the conversation between the machines are because you you hear so many of these back and forth between the machines of like trying to figure out the um you know, emotions they're trying to replicate or, you know, things that they are um, learning. And I just, like, they don't have to tell me what happened or show me. It's just, like, I can kind of just in my head make up a lot of, or, you know, try and figure out a lot of those things in the conversations that happened between there. And it's, it's, I feel like anyone could do that. And it's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it's so good, but it's, ah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's way more effective with them not showing the lead up to uh like to the kids all killing themselves. Um because I like if I knew something terrible was about to happen or I was going to see something awful when I opened that door, I think a lot of the punch would have been taken out of it. Um and I don't necessarily want to see that conversation either, um, for a lot of different reasons, but I, I do feel like like you said, just the the shock of it and the way that it, it makes you think how what must that have been? How must they have felt? How overwhelming this idea of fear that they had must have been for them to go down that road is really powerful within of itself. And that's before we get to the part where you actually have to interact with Pascal. How did this one? How did this one hit you guys, well, Josh and Josh and Michael? Well, this is so you didn't see this coming at all. Not the kids killing themselves. I saw no. Doom for okay. the kids, but not them killing themselves. I didn't. Yeah. I expected it to be bad. I didn't, like, there's something, if all of the kids had died, it would have been miserable. But because of the way in which they died, it was so far beyond if they had just all, like, 
been killed by rabid machines or something. Yeah. And because and part of it because how responsible Pascal feels in response to this. Yeah. Okay, cuz I mean as soon as as soon as uh you know you, you go outside is the character like, "Oh, we're going to go outside and defend them." As soon as we left like crossed the threshold, I'm like those kids are dead. Um <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of bracing myself for that and you're right it's the way that they did it that's the impactful part but i think it was sort of lessened because uh for me personally because you know i stepped out and like mm, we're gonna come back and those kids are not gonna be there um so. well they give you control of pascal and they're like let's run back to to the kid and see what's going on and just like in that little run i was like these kids are dead yeah but my initial thought was like oh some robots came in the other way and killed him or something yeah I'm, yeah i thought it was gonna be something like that but then it turns out much more horrible yeah I will say before, um, initially when you're in the room with the kids, the two uh, there's two evil robots that come in, right? And you have to kill them. Um, I went to attack those two robots, and two, uh, 9S auto-targeted to one of the kids. Uh-oh. Same yeah, thing happened with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't kill the kids. No, don't kill them. <laughs> but, but, oh, but, uh, Jesus. I, I had to bring that up. But anyway, this whole, yeah. I wouldn't say the kids. Uh, I I definitely knew they were going to die at some point. I knew there was yeah. no way, and it's probably because I think it's probably more impact impactful. Can I say that word? Impactful. There you because, go. Got uh, it. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it in one. Um, so uh, I want to read a small excerpt from a uh, text I had made to uh, to Alex directly here while oh, I was playing. Yes, I forgot about this beautiful, beautiful this is text. Be good. So, the moment I gained control of Pascal, I, I, I was just kind of, we were just kind of talking about other things. I said, no, don't make me play as Pascal and die. No. And then some time passed and I said, okay, I overreacted. Some more time passed and I said, nope, I didn't overreact. This was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was, it was very good. And I took a screenshot of that, sent it to the only other person I knew who had played it and called it the tragedy of Duncan in three X. <laughs> and I think it was beautiful. <laughs> When they first um, give you control, it's like, what? Huh? Am I playing him? You're like, oh, this is so cool. I get to play I, as Pascal. I was into it, man. I wanted the rest of the game to be me playing Pascal. Um, but that doesn't happen. Instead, Pascal gives you um, a horrible choice, being completely unable to live with, with what he did and you know, what he claims he did with teaching these kids fear. Um, he asks you to either kill him or erase his memories. Uh, and I'm I'm curious which one of these horrible horrible choices you guys went with. Eternal sunshine of a spotless mind style. I wiped. Oh, that. absolutely. I wiped memories <laughs> clean. I sat there for like three minutes just hitting no. Like hoping <laughs> some other thing. <laughs> it took me. It took and me I a good it. like thirty second pause of solid thought, and I was just like, "Well, he did. I killed him. Damn." Wow. wow! Wow! You killed him. How I did. You do? And I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, I, I did. I did erase his memories because I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to kill him. But I'm curious about the rationale from from Michael on why he chose to to kill Pascal because I do think that's a really interesting choice. And in whether like which one of those is more like which one of those is the worst fate? Which is the more ethical option? You know, how do you? treat pascal based on this is there an animation or do you just kill him no you just like slash and he explodes and you pick up his bits oh. you pick up his machine core but um, so why, why why did you choose to to kill him over erasing his memories my and in retrospect i changed my mind i think but um 
because of the ending of the game. But my first rationale was, well, if I just erase his memories, he's just going to do it again. <laughs> and <laughs> huh. that, was, that was the conclusion I came to. But there are it no is, more kids left. Well, he could get some. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, that's fair. You know, maybe I, he adopts I, I, them from the Forest Kingdom. I don't fucking know. But I, it could I happen again. I do absolutely love that rationale because so much of this game is about, like, cycles and what is inevitable and what is not inevitable especially based on the way that the people or machines in this are, are programmed and i think that's this is a really interesting idea and i think a perfectly valid take at that point yeah and, and, um, and the ending of the game did change my mind about that too because i think um you know things aren't you know so much inevitable when you do things it might be nice to like leave yourself a note and be like well hey teach him fear but teach him how to handle it responsibly and then you'll be like i don't remember any of this but i should probably keep this in mind because that's my handwriting Uh, what (laughs) horrible horrible thing did i do yeah and just never let you know but just do a little bit better next time but maybe don't have to suffer with it just memento right all over pascal's body exactly (laughs) now if you could if you were pascal and you could tell uh a2 what to do what would you pick would you rather die or have your memories wiped? Oh, I would rather have my I'd memories die, wiped. To be honest. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, oh contention already. <laughs> Colby, what'd you say? Uh, probably die. Damn. Really? Alex? I. Hmm. That's such a hard question, right? Because on the one hand, I want to say, well, I'd rather have my memories wiped because then I could keep on living. But like, it's also what you know. Who who are you if you lose all of your memories? You know, like that's not. Hmm. That's not me. I don't know, man. That hmm. fucks me up in the head to think about a lot. Yeah, which is part of why I loved this so much because it is such like a horribly difficult choice. And like, you wipe all of Pascal's memories, and that you know Pascal may still be called Pascal, but that's not who it is anymore. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess it's like, interesting because you are erasing all of his memories, not just the things with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. Ch- mm. Okay. Mm. See, yeah. I think that changes think, things. Like, you're not entirely defined by your memories like you are still who you are even if you do have your memories wiped like i don't know i think i'd choose to have my memories wiped Ooh, i disagree i think we're the summation of our past experiences i think you're the summation I'm... of your past experiences i mean yeah that's that's true based on what you said that's very true uh, <laughs> i just didn't have an I... in- intelligent retort to that, so i just <laughs> fired it right back at you <laughs> Sunk is out here throwing <laughs> schoolyard shit. No, you got him. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, I, I think I'm I'm kind of in Beelix camp, like with the exception, obviously, of you know, in Pascal's case, programming, in our case, genetic code. But like, I if you erased all of my memories and had me live another twenty six years, I would not be me still. That would be a different person. Like you, your memories are what makes you who you are, and the way that you react to different things. And I think that's why. This choice hurts so bad. Um, it's the also, same thing. I, I, it doesn't matter what you pick. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking awful no matter what. There is a third option, but I think I mentioned this to everybody. I don't know if I mentioned it to, to Josh, but you can just you can just leave at that point. You just walk towards the door and leave. Um, and then Pascal returns to his village, and you can go visit Pascal, and he absolutely hates you and just like refuses to interact with you because you wouldn't do either of those and instead forced him to to live with the things he had done and the guilt of of everything that he had caused. Uh, and that is by far the worst of all of the options, I think, in terms of just the 
total sum of suffering that you are causing. Alex, did you not get the 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 fourth option? Oh, there's a fourth oh, option. Boy. Yeah, so you can do that. You can leave, and then you mm-hmm. return to the game every month for therapy sessions, and um, <laughs> and eventually. <laughs> He's, you know, it's still a haunting <laughs> thing for him, but he gets better, and you're best friends. And you don't have to do the rest of the game. Oh, my God. Oh, man. The only That's ending T therapy. Ending. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, uh, that's so beautiful. that's pretty much A2 stuff. That's, yeah, there's not much more. Well, okay, that's not true. There is one thing that you do not have to do with a2 oh, right. yeah. um, like a backstory thing that you can get so you do some quests for anemone and then she gives you basically says hey go look at this computer behind me um and you can read that and you get a lot of backstory about a2 and you get a lot of backstory about anemone and the beginnings of yorha and everything like that did did you guys get that because that is a completely optional thing which i actually think is a failing of the game because yes. it is so incredibly necessary to understanding A2's character and the struggles she is going through and the struggles Anemone is going through. And I think that there, it should not be able to be missed, but it is. Oh, I missed the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, I I'm know. so See, sad it's about fucked. that. It's so fucked. It's so it's fucked really that you can just up. miss that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a very, very long form text thing, basically talking about the beginning of the 14th Machine War. I read it this yes. morning. I forget if it was the 14th. Um, it is. You know, talking about the beginnings of Yorha and how A2 was basically a prototype Yorha android and was, you know, dropped in on this, like, you know, Hawaii assault. Very Everything is very World War II um, with the way that it's named, and I think they literally call it the D-Day assault at one point, um, to try and help these um, other androids assault this, like, machine base, which, you know, it's that's the pretense that under, it's under. It's really just to help A2, like, you know they're testing out her testing her out as a prototype so they're gathering information but figured hey cool let's blow this up anyway um and it's just this short story of you know these yorha androids led by a2 meeting up with anemone and their other like resistance androids and this assault that they try and do on uh this like machine bunker ai thing um like a big giant machine core and how it all goes wrong with the deaths of basically everybody on that assault. Like, they successfully blow it up, but it kills everybody except for A2 and Anemone. And A2, you know, they don't run into each other again until the events of the game. But the the characterization inside of this, this short story, essentially, which I think is actually um, one of the couple of stage plays, is just a longer version of this, which is interesting and kind of weird. But the characterization you get inside of that of... A2 and Anemone and the the very obvious representation of survivor's guilt and how that begins to manifest and how like plain and obvious it becomes to see on both of those characters is I mean it, it's crucial and I don't understand why you can have the option to not get that information yeah. like A2's whole thing becomes she's dealing with survivor's guilt which is why in her ending when everything is blowing up around her, the thing that she says is, you know, I'm coming, everyone, I'm coming. And, you know, it's her dying because she should have died in this assault with all of her friends. Like, Devola and Papala's backstory is cool and everything, but how is that a required thing? And this isn't. Like, I don't know. 
I think that's fucked yeah. up. I think they should have I don't think it is required. That. I think you could hit no on it, but... Uh, on the devil and Pablo? No, I don't think so. Yeah, like the whole little thing. It says, like, you want to go through it now or later? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're that's right. right. But it's oh, still, it still triggers, though, like, in your face. Like, yeah, you, you want it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, you just telling me that right now about E2 is like, oh, so that's what the ending's about. <laughs> yep, yep. And then <laughs> yeah, you start, yeah, that totally. one, you don't need that yeah. one. <laughs> it's not important. You can miss yeah. it. It's cool. Yoko Taro, I love you, but what the fuck, man? Yeah. What the fuck? That's pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, but that that is really good. I think that that whole thing is really powerful. I think the way that Anemone had, you know, gives like a speech about how she literally kills one of her other androids who was infected and then essentially tries to like kill herself and decides she should fight instead and ends up you know not fighting because the fight ends before she gets there and not killing herself and essentially feels like the only reason she survived is because she was afraid and it's it's all incredibly powerful and really well done but we don't have to talk about it because we didn't have to see it in the game so whatever Let's move on to 9S, uh, our beautiful boy 9S, who is in perfectly good health and has absolutely no need for ending tea therapy or anything like that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Great. Now I'm going to hear about you guys gush over 9S for the next 30 minutes. Oh hey, my God. hey, you want to come at our boy 9S, you better bring some fucking ammunition. All my right? ammunition is 8 2's bed. That, oh, okay. Damn. Okay. Ouch. Holy shit. My, my opinion. It's changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you actually think a2 is better and if so why and does anybody who here thinks a2 is better than 9s show of hands please now everybody if you could say whether or not you're raising your hand that'd be great i'm flossing <laughs> i can hear it i can hear it i, I didn't want to mention it, yeah. it but i could hear it <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Josh in the camp of A two is better than nine S. And, and you wanna, you wanna, you wanna hit me up with why you feel that way? Yeah, I know it's pretty, uh, pretty simple. Nine S gets annoying. All he goes insane and he's not logical at all. He gets annoying. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> I, I wish I wish we had face cams for this podcast so you could see my whole body stiffen upward and my eyes bulge out at the same time. You guys are so blinded, you people. <laughs> Okay, all right. He's it's, fucking sheeple, so he having empathy for a person who's lost everything. Yeah, I mean, but still, like, even their relationship was, like, rushed throughout the story. It's like, all of a sudden, he loves her. What do you and, want like, to happen? You want 80 more hours of subtext of them going on dates and hanging out? I want three I seasons of sexual tension before this shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I... You know, I don't know. It just Near like your of the Friends edition, <laughs> the oh Friends God. edition. I I don't know. It just kind of happens really fast, and I don't. It just never seemed like true to me. I don't know. Well, I think that's kind of part and, of it. Yeah. Is like part of the irrational like love that he has is like I don't think he really understands fully what it is. You know what I mean? So maybe that's kind of part of it. Mm. I don't know. I just kind of had that thought. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that is definitely part of it. Is him longing for to be without fully understanding what's going on but also um and this i think is kind of hard to grasp from the game but i think some of it is kind of leftover emotions because it is implied you know at the very end of the game a2 reveals to to be um and also us as or eight to nine s and us as the player that to be was kind of a, a foe designation that she was given but she was actually a 2e unit um one of the units we talked about in the last episode that their whole thing is they just go around killing other androids that got out of line. Um, and so she was assigned to follow 9S and kill him every time that he 
learned too much information and it is implied and i think pretty much accepted throughout the game that like the beginning of the game is not the first time to be at 9s meet that to be has killed 9s various many many times prior to the beginning of this game um and i think part of 9s's attraction to to be can be conceived as him having not memories but like latent ideas of having spent so much time with her in the past and i think that kind of comes through and and forms this much stronger attachment between them than would normally be over the course of just what we played in the game bitch Um, but again i think i think the game does um (laughs) Like, like that was like a yeah, bitch kind of thing. No, not like it. I'm not calling it. the character the bitch. Okay, good. You're, you're coming. To, you're coming to Josh. I get it. Um, so I, I, I think look at looking at it through that lens. For me personally, I definitely buy the romantic attraction. I also buy the attraction of two B or nine S being attracted to two B and just not understanding those feelings at all and mistaking this like interaction, this brief interaction and in romantic idea that he has for something much deeper because he doesn't have those feelings any like anywhere else because he's not supposed to have those feelings so he doesn't know what to do with them Uh, that's how i read it at least I, i do think the game doesn't do a phenomenal job of making clear that this is not the first time that they've met and this is not the first time that she's killed him um but it is that is generally what's accepted throughout the community. Yeah, um, it's not great. I, I mean, it why. does kind of try and like point it out to you when it says like when she's killing Nine uh, S in the first playthrough, she says it always ends up like this. Yeah, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does kind of try and lay it out, but yeah, you're right. It's not that good. They could yeah, have done it, a flashback. It's not completely clear, but where it's like it always ends up like this, you know, kind of thing, like a would you kindly mm-hmm. kind of thing. I wish she. I wish she just had a fun little catchphrase every time she killed him. You know? Yeah, you do. You think <laughs> yeah. you do? Easy peasy, yeah. choke and squeezy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I wish she just she just, just said a fun little murder phrase. You know? <laughs> yeah, that way we can always we can always bring it back. Yeah. Oh, so, anyways, God. now that that's over, I think we could just kind of since we're like I'm already looking at the time and saying, "Ooh, we that's a lot of fucking time." So that's oh, passed yeah, no. already. Happens. Yeah, you know, three and a half hours. Yeah, we're not even close. So <laughs> now we're we're playing as A two. You go through the three different, uh, those three big towers there, and yeah, playing as nine. When I saw the first tower as meat box, <laughs> my thoughts were not what was inside the actual tower. <laughs> I thought I was gonna see some true, like, really, like awful like gore stuff because you know i think at least for me i thought a lot of it was like machines are just probably like at that point machines are just humans that like or they're making humans i don't know it was not what i thought (laughs) it is understandable to think that there's going to be some gross body horror shit going on given that like literally the last run ends with mass cannibalism so like that's fine You, you can think that i think yeah Anyways, what did you guys think about these, like, because there's three different towers, and you kind of get these three different endings through, or not endings, but, like, scenarios throughout those towers, mm-hmm. whether it's the, like, stabbing the glowing orb that says, help me, help me, or um, killing the communications um, girl, I forgot her name. Yeah, Operator, operator 210. 210, yeah, or um, I, uh, my personal favorite, the one where you... Um, you fight like it's basically just the atom fight over again, but 
it's like weirdly to be in the end when you're just like stabbing the thing over and over again oh, that killed dude. your memories. Oh, that Jesus. scene was so that that hit me harder than I think the children's suicide. Yeah. That's a fucking sentence. Yeah. I've never heard that out loud. <laughs> That's a brand yeah. new sentence. <laughs> That's a brand. Yeah. So, like, what did you guys think about these, like, these towers and stuff like that and his general descent into madness and self-harm throughout? Oh, Josh, I say it's all you, man. Okay. Uh, well, you hate you hate nine S canonically, so why don't you tell us how you? <laughs> I just think he's I mean, kind yeah, of a really whiny did, bitch. He really did get my nerves, to be honest. I don't care. <laughs> but, whatever. Uh, I'll say I like the towers a lot. Uh, there was at one point when I walked up to like the second tower out of order, and he didn't say anything. He just looked like I just walked around the area, and I was like, oh, so there's a big giant floating tower, and he's not going to say anything about it. Well, I guess I'll just move move on. <laughs> well, but, you know these things happen. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, First tower was all right. You can kind of tell that 9S is starting to go insane. Uh, like you said, the second tower was where it really hit me. That is actually one of the few points that I actually kind of sympathize with 9S a little bit when his memories kind of all turned into 2B or they all mm-hmm. disappeared with 2B and then he had a fight, uh, like kind of the Adam recreation fight, and you really see him going insane. I, I feel like that scene was, like you guys said, definitely really impactful. And honestly, like it's one of the few points that I was like, okay, okay, 9S, I could be on board for this. Mm. And then, uh-huh. and then the third scene with uh, Operator Two One Zero. Um, well, there's a whole thing with see, what, 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 A Two as well in there because the and yeah, I love yeah. the fact that like, I love the fact that she um, so A Two kind of like or sorry Two One Zero kind of like breaks you down and I think the intention is that Two One Zero would have would have killed you if A Two didn't step in and kill Two One Zero. But I like how the I don't, I don't want to say I like how, but it's kind of interesting how the only, like, two characters that 9S was close with, because, you know, they kind of have a weird, like, half-flirty relationship. Yeah. Um, the, the only two characters, 2B and Operator 210, were both killed by A2, and it's kind of like, wow, this really gives 9S some firing power to just hate <laughs> A2. Yeah. But yeah. he doesn't seem it's, to it's react to it totally too much, justified. though, at this point. I mean, it, it seems impactful. I don't know. I watch, Again, I watched the cutscene. It's It's been a while since I played this part. Um, I watched the cutscenes again, and it, it does seem definitely impactful to him. And like you said, he distinctly is not the one that kills her. And I think when she starts shambling towards him, he, like, you don't see him pick up the sword and, like, be ready to kill her he just sort of seems resigned to this idea of like i can't do it i can't kill her until a2 does it and i think that that complete giving up is like the last bit of yeah i'm gonna say the word humanity and that carries a lot of baggage given this game and this conversation Mm -hmm. but it's the last bit of humanity we see in 9s where he's just like i won't do this to the last person that i know that i care about um and then once that's taken away from him he's just completely completely gone um and i think i think these were effective but i think i didn't feel completely drawn into like the overall idea like i was just confused about what the hell they were as i was playing through the game Uh, i thought the the moments at the top of them were all really good but i still have some like i don't it's like a resource collector. I don't know why they're named like Meatbox, Godbox, and Soulbox. Yeah, like I still don't understand anything. that. Yeah, I feel like they didn't do a great job at explaining what those might be. But I figured there was just some deep lore that I had to read about that I would understand it. But 
they didn't really do a good yeah. job presenting in the main game. I think they were too big of a major plot not to kind of like give us a little bit of information on it. Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt overall about about that section. I don't know, Michael, did you feel that at all? Yeah, I, I no, it was the same thing. I mean, there, there were these. I was really intrigued with it, and I think that's why maybe I was a little bit disappointed because these are these giant floating metal, you know, fuckers that just dominate the landscape and dominate the sky, right? And they're these huge mm. boxes in these, you know, it makes the areas seem a lot smaller in comparison. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I wonder what's inside. And then it's like, oh, I just got to get to the top three times. And it's, okay, I'm kind of, can we so... just get to this? Can I skip the middle, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, like the first one and the last one, you know, I barely remember. I don't think it impacted me that much. But it really is that scene where, um, he fights like the logic virus or something. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns into two B and it's just that scene of him like crying. And then does he start laughing too? As he's just like repeatedly stabbing to The laughing one is the, um, I think that's the one with the multiple clones of two B like the, yeah, yeah, I think that's that one, but he's yeah. definitely crying and stabbing oh. her and getting blood all over himself. And yeah, it's that, that is, oh. oh no, that's like that hard cut shot. The memories value. one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's when she turned into 2B, and then it's just the blood, and you you know you're hearing like the like the squick of the sword go through her abdomen, <laughs> and he just keeps doing, it. and I'm like, oh my god, can this scene be done now? Like that that it was such, that was a hard one. It is such a powerful scene, um, and I and especially I knowing like how it. much they've been hanging out, and you know like there's this whole underlying kind of like love story, and how many times they've been together, and you know like Two B has had to kill him, however many times, and you know even at the end of the story, A Two says she hated doing it every time, and now it's his turn to do it and see what it feels like, and it's this trauma, it's this, it's he's going through a traumatic process, and it does you know really lend a lot of um, like reality and credibility to this descent of madness it's not like oh he's going crazy herder no 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 we're gonna see every baby step into this descent and you're gonna feel it and that's what i loved about that scene yeah and the one thing i want to bring up too is that during the uh operator 210 fight it was 210 right yeah yeah she's saying a lot of things that uh you said to her in the past like things over the comms like she Mm -hmm. yeah she was saying like Keep it to like you know one phrase. What does she say? She says like keep it to one response. I don't need to hear all this other stuff. And then she says stuff about how she wants to have a family. Yeah. Fuck. Ooh, yeah. About that. Yeah. She says all that stuff during the fight, and you're like, wow, she actually has a lot of emotions herself. And now I'm gonna kill her. I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty rough. I think too. it's kind of like she was fighting with the virus. Right. I I think it's a. I I I kind of wonder if it's she's fighting with the virus or the machine network is using those like those phrases to taunt you like they're manipulating her memory and making her like say those things because mm, yeah. it would make you I, feel outraged because i mean that's kind of like I, their goal entirely is to just like outrage you and you know really really trigger 9s yeah, it's psychological yeah, warfare I, yeah yeah I, I do think <laughs> i think it is definitely her like fighting against that logic virus because there is a point during the fight like right when she's about to die before the cutscene triggers where as you're hitting her she is just like faintly asking you to kill her mm. um i think it's like a hey this hasn't completely taken me over i know what i'm doing you have to kill Got me it. basically okay. but yeah that's yeah 9s i think i i love all of the stuff with him up to this point um even though I don't think the the 
overarching story was particularly interesting. He just he he does such a good job of selling it. Even that that first one where there's like the essentially the child in like the machine core that's asking for help and he just completely obliterates it. Like even that point for me was like pretty powerful and kind of a good it was almost like a marker like hey just so you know shit's gonna get real bad it's gonna get real bad real quick for this guy so just buckle up for it and i i was not ready so even, he even with that sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say he even learns the truth of like what he is at some point in this fight and he doesn't care because he's so far gone like he learns that he the black boxes that basically are their it is their like being, right? Basically, right? They're black boxes. It's like what? They yeah, are. yeah. So they learn that the black boxes are actually made out of uh, old machine cores. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. are machines, basically. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't even care because he's so far gone. Doesn't he like think it's funny? Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> yeah. when he starts yeah. getting like Joker esque and start laughing at this whole uh, like absurdity of reality sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So moving on from there a little bit, uh, I. So Devil and Popola are two characters that show up that I am so torn on because I really, really like them as characters, but also it feels weird because I feel like I don't have a good understanding of how they fit into the greater world without having read a bunch of Wikipedia. Uh, and that's that's sort of like, I really like them as characters. I think they're good in your Automata, like, standalone, the idea that they were basically like, you know, outcast because they looked like the initial Devola and Pabla units to cause major issues. Um like and how they're like how they deal with persecution and guilt and how they rely on each other. Like I think it makes a really satisfying and sad arc and I love their characters, but also their characters that I feel like you can just read a ton about because I wasn't you know, I read up on Project Gestalt when reading about their characters. I read up on the Devola and Popola that are in Near Replicant, like one of the prequels that are the original Devil and Popola that made things go bad. Like, there's a lot more to those characters that you have to read about or have played previous games. And that's kind of where I, I'm so deep down that rabbit hole that I don't remember my initial take on those characters. How did you guys, like, did this... Having played it much more recently than me, did their story work standalone as well as I remember it working, or did I just read a lot of extra stuff? Yeah, that's the thing, because I, I disagree with you uh, entirely. I think it, I think it works as a standalone um, story. I mean, you get enough information, I think. It's okay. Well, we know that Project Gestalt was trying to like preserve the genome of humanity, and somewhere along the line, clones that looked just like them failed essentially condemning humanity to go extinct and now clones that look just like them are being persecuted great done that's all you need um and then you get the you know you get the actual like like that little vignette that's like um well you know this resistant members they uh they started you know making fun of us or like saying these mm-hmm. side glances and then it escalated and then someone like slashed devil's leg open and then um i think that was enough i didn't have to read uh, the Wikipedia. I mean, I did anyway, um, <laughs> but I didn't have to. I think, and um, I don't think all of the questions as to like the the specifics of Project Gestalt or um, what these androids were originally. I don't think you need to have those answered in order to be satisfied. Hmm. I'm mixed. I'm definitely mixed on it. Okay. I think. 
I think they're a cool story, and I don't think you need additional information, like Michael said, to understand their like arc and their story. But they their place in the story felt a little unnecessary because I mean, in regards to the main plot and what is happening, they and correct me if I'm wrong, they repair 9S at one point and help him you know, get better from uh, whatever issues he was having. And then they help him open mm-hmm. the door to the tower by sacrificing themselves. Yes, and I think that's all. I do. just, I don't know if that is enough to have me read more about their backstory and like fully understand them as characters. Like they're definitely cool. I'm not denying that. And I really like their backstory information, but I just don't know how necessary it is and how much it kind of just feels like filler content or like the person, you know, the director or writer is like wanting to nod back to previous games. Like I just, I don't know how necessary it feels. I think, did you read up on it? No, not really. Yeah. Okay. Neither did I. Yeah. But I think the point of their whole thing is to say, okay, well, why did project Gestalt fail? And they are the kind of that avenue to finding out why. Hmm. Yeah. So, yes, but also none of that information is pertinent to Near Automata. Like, Project Gestalt already failed. We know humans are gone. We know there's no hope for them to come back. We don't need to know that information. And I think that, like like Duncan said, that, that is probably my biggest dig with them. Because I do really, like, I, I like Devil and Popola as characters. I like that story. I like the ideas and the themes and the ideas that they were... Um, I think it even says specifically in their story that, like, they, you know, the Devil and Popola units weren't completely decommissioned, but were basically reprogrammed to constantly be feeling guilt, um, which is wicked fucked up. Uh, but it does sort of feel like a thing in there that, hey, here are these two characters that nod to how this is a continuation of a previous game, and isn't it cool that they're here? Let's give them two somewhat unimportant scenes that could have played out exactly the same if they weren't there, and then go from there and it 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 made me curious and it made me feel like in order to fully grasp the story i needed outside context and i think that is maybe one of my one of my gripes with this game as a whole um because i think it works really well but especially some of the stuff we're coming up to um like shortly after the scene the stuff with uh, not the ending necessarily but a lot of the stuff in the tower the stuff with the red girl um like, I don't think I fully grasped it when I was initially playing through. And I think Devil and Popola are kind of the, um, I don't know, the, the cleanest examples of characters that if you just play through the game might be impactful but feel out of place and like kind of out of sync with everything else um, until you do more reading, until you, or, you know, if you have played previous games. Um, and I, I don't know, some of that just feels weird Uh, moving beyond devil and popola did did any of you get that sort of oh i'm not getting the full story unless i try to engage with it beyond this at all Uh, i'll say i really didn't think about it to be honest because i don't know maybe it's because i was uninterested and i didn't really feel like i wanted to learn more about this story that was incomplete it it definitely feels like they kind of just showed up out of nowhere and i mean i don't know where they're from i didn't read into it at all they were just kind of there when you woke up one day playing 9s and then, I don't know, you read that whole long exposition, exposition section learning about their backstory. And, I mean, sure, it is interesting. But, I mean, I don't know, you're right. Like, it, it, it's not really all that important to what's going on right now. They help you to achieve your goal, and that's pretty much it. Not playing games in the past, it, 
it wasn't anything for me really. I mean, I like their characters. I'm not, I'm not hating mm. on them. I like their. Yeah, characters I want to make that very clear. I yeah. don't think this game is worse for having Devola and Popola in it. Yeah. It just in a rest of the story that feels largely consistent. They feel inconsistent. Yeah. I think they could have maybe shown up maybe just like a little bit earlier because we are learning about, uh, okay, so we had humans on the moon because aliens invaded. Okay, great. Okay, so there are no humans on the moon. Well, wh- what happened to them before? You know, Project Gestalt. Um, mm-hmm. That could have, I think that could have fit in earlier as we're learning about Project Gestalt and why that all failed because that is a very, like Devil and Poplar, are, are, their story is concerned with the foundation of the greater whole and, you know, towards the end of middle and end of the game you know we're very into the whole yorha is fake and um well androids are trying to find purpose but um it does go pretty far back their whole thing um yeah their whole thing goes back real far i think it's maybe like but i think it's foundational i think it's a nod that that will make you interested to look into the past story i think it might just be you know the creators being like this isn't it like there's a lot more things to this lore that we've crafted in these worlds that we've crafted and maybe you should check those things out and i don't know how i feel about that yeah i I also Uh, think i do oh sorry you go ahead no i was just gonna say that i think you specifically you mentioned that they would have been good earlier and I, i i genuinely agree with that i think if they were at the resistance camp and had thrown like just a little bit of information at you about how, oh yeah, they were like the same models as people who were in charge of Project Gestalt, but then not explained what that was. And then you got the information as 9S at the end of his run about how it failed and how it was trying to save humanity. I think that would have carried more weight because you're just sort of like introduced to it at the very end of their story, basically. And I, I think that almost feels like it should have been swapped because I didn't care for them until the very end of the game. It was just sort of like, oh, they're there, and then... Yeah, and we're already so far exist. along into our own, you know, mission and trying to figure out what the ending is. And it's like, okay, well, there's this foundational thing that I've been working with without this whole time. It doesn't really change what I'm doing so much. Um, mm-hmm. And it could have worked a lot earlier. Also, I think just their character design is just totally incongruous with the rest of the game, and that kind of throws me off a little bit, too. So they got this bright Why? pink red hair and everything else is more or less black and white or sepia toned, right? That's true, but also their you know, their look is based off of the androids that were built when humans still existed. Yeah. They so old. I think you can they they real old. Yeah. Uh the anachronous. So I think that's, that, wow, look at this boy breaking out the big words. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that means out yeah, of the I, I think I, I can generally agree with that. Also Popola likes to get drunk. That's true. <laughs> No, Devil allows oh, get sorry. drunk. Devil likes uh, to get what? drunk. I'm what? You can do quests for them, and they want you to like get a certain mixture of like, what, like certain flowers or it's something. Desert I don't rose. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and then she get she she makes a brew and she gets drunk. Oh, I only did the first. Yeah. one. <laughs> You're not missing much. Part. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying that so we could uh, transition on because I think we've got a lot of other things to talk about. I'm drunk on the end of this game. <laughs> I'm drunk at noon. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Drunk at yeah. Noon. <laughs> oh, God. Drinks with player uh, one. Nice. Um, yeah. So the last two things that we really have to talk about here are this whole tower and then the various endings. So <laughs> just, this just whole two tower, things left. 
Just yeah, two just quick two things. things. Just two quick things. Oh my God. I, we got, he said that, and I was like, he's going to group them all together. All right, so we got about two and a half hours left of this, and here we go. Yeah. I mean, it should be pretty easy. We'll get pretty through it quick. Uh, tower was good. Endings were good. All right, let's hit him with the social right. media. Uh, <laughs> so the tower, I do want to. I want to talk about. Uh, there's a shitload of reveals here, which I'll hopefully we stuck into a thing at the beginning, so we don't have to go over each of them. How did this this work for you guys? Generally speaking, in terms of. Do you feel like the information was conveyed well? Were you like constantly shocked? Did you enjoy what was going on in like this whole rise through the tower as a two before like up to the big boss fight at the end, which is just really fucking cool? I'll say some first, I guess. I uh, my my whole th- <laughs> I guess um, so my whole thing <laughs> was I feel like I was being pulled in the end of a string, and most of the time when I got a piece of information, I went okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, by the end, I didn't uh, feel like the okay stopped to an oh. And I'm okay with man. that. I don't dislike that at all because I think one of the pods towards the end say, like, something about not how not everything is designed to be understood or something along mm-hmm. those lines of, like, you don't have to get everything kind of thing. And I think that's almost a nod to the player of being like, listen, I know I threw some wild shit at you. And it's okay that you don't understand it because it's kind of abstract. And I think that's a lot of the things <laughs> and information in the tower. Um, I think the scene with A2 and um, the network, I'm guessing. I'm just going to call it the network. It's the, like, like the, the red, red girls. girls. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that is, I think that is a manifestation of the machine network. Yeah, yeah, so I think that fight, I really loved the part where that, like, kind of cool, like, doesn't make total sense computer logic, but fuck it, it's fun anyways, of, like, they just keep making copies of themselves because they're trying to mm-hmm. kill you, and then eventually they overload themselves, and then um, the two consciences uh, turn on each other. I love that. Like, I may not have understood the, the, the network itself and, like, who it actually was or, like, its place in this world, but I love that. Like, that was such a cool uh, way to see that, character i guess um wrap up and the obviously the ending boss fight switching between 2b and 9s was just like so much fun and like there's just it felt really exciting and thrilling and like the story was really concluding in a super cool way and it felt like they were working together in a weird but like not knowing they were and it was like i don't know that that part is just so cool because it it evoked feelings of like the good old days, you know, of like 9S and 2B um, <laughs> working together to take down a big, big yeah. thing. Yeah. And, but it's, exactly. it's actually not though, um, because we, we come to that. And I'll save, I'll, I'll save the, um, you know, where you get to yeah. decide between the two. But that's my general thoughts on the tower. Also, we haven't really talked about any of the visuals coming forward here. I love the broken city or like the tower design of like, these super clean white squares everywhere and the music that plays like the environment in the tower is some of my favorite stuff. Like it just looks so it's very squeenixy of like in like maybe even a little bit kingdom heartsy of like these like big white empty spaces and all these squares, but it works so well for the, like the nature of the machines and like this pure city kind of thing. Like I really like it. It almost started to blend like the hacking and the real world for me. At yeah, the end there, Ooh. I was just like, yeah. these things look the same, and it's all just. That's really together. fascinating. I never thought of it like that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I didn't think about that either. I think that's spot yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> was it sounded like you got <laughs> off on getting something. <laughs> well, you're like, oh. Finally, I'm recognized. I'm sorry. Praise. <laughs> All right, what did the rest of you think uh, of the tower? Oh, God. I love it. Uh, that so I the tower I remember liking a lot. Again, it's been it's been a hot minute. Um, so Duncan, you said the thing about like not everything is meant to be understood, and that's okay. And I, you are right, but it did it did cause me some troubles in terms of me having to go like, no, what the fuck is mm. going on? I don't understand. I need to know what the fuck is going on with this. And like, that's I've spent a lot of time. Ah, uh, kind of. I don't know. It sort of changes a lot. There's, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I didn't fully think... grasp the first time through that, like, yes, Yorha was. So Yorha was not created by the machines, I don't think, but it, it was then co-opted by the machines, and they installed that back door. Uh, is kind of where I was at, and also just the idea didn't get through to me that essentially, like, hey, machines could have won this war against androids literally whenever they wanted. They are so much stronger than the androids, but they are intentionally creating yeah. a forever war so they can keep learning and evolving and becoming stronger. Um, and that was something that I had to do a little bit of reading on because I don't think I really grasped that when I first played. Can I get it. a... See, this is why before we started recording, I was like, I, I, I'm not sure how to, like, I feel the least comfortable talking about the ending of this game mm -hmm. because I, it is so hard to grasp what actually goes on here in the ending. But so it is yeah. the machines. Like the girls are the yeah, machines. It's the network. They are like yeah. the machine. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're like the machine network. Okay. Of so they're like the head of, of the machine. Yeah. It's network. like that because it, it's interesting because it's the same voice as the, as the guy who's like, remember you were here to save humanity and the humans on the moon. It's like that same guy. <laughs> the same voice oh oh it is okay oh it's that really connection that's so cool yeah. it is that so is awesome. cool <laughs> oh, this fucking game i just went through like an hour I, of wikipedia and i'm I still learning ask, things yeah. like, this is so I good ask alex like after reading all that stuff do you remember feeling satisfied after you learned all that stuff or did you like i don't know like i remember uh so it's kind of difficult to explain because on the one hand, I kept learning more and I kept being really engaged by it. And there's a lot of people pointing out like cool ways that different ideas connect in the game. There's a lot of people pointing out cool ideas that you can see hinted at throughout parts of the game that you didn't know about. Um, I don't think it really made me appreciate it that much more. But I did love that, you know, I will go through and be like, I want to make sure I understand this. So I'll check out like a Reddit post or Steam forums. And a lot of people are not convinced they like they don't know the correct thing or people will argue about what different things mean. And I do love yeah. that quite mm -hmm. a lot. But I think the real satisfaction I got from the game was definitely in the emotional through lines, not in the interconnected narrative, because I do think it just kind of. I think the game fumbles a little bit at the end here in explaining all of that stuff, but I think part of it is because it doesn't care to explain all of that stuff too terribly much. It's more interested in these characters and what they're feeling at the time and how this information is impacting them more than it is dissecting and presenting this information cleanly. I think it exists and they know what's going on, but they're not concerned that the player knows exactly what's going on. They're concerned that the player is on this journey with A2 and 9S at this point. Yeah, and that's what 
you know, I was kind of hinting at with like the Devil and Poplar thing and um, how I think it's okay that you don't get to know everything. You, not everything needs an answer necessarily, as long as you're in this emotional journey with them. And that's what made uh, like the kind of lack of crystal clear information uh, okay for me at the end. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, how much did you like look up uh, much of the stuff on Wikipedia, Duncan? No. Nope. You kind of mentioned maybe. I you just didn't? looked okay. up Project Assault so, and. That's pretty much it. That's really the only thing I looked up. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I think that is a, a perfectly valid way to experience and, and run through the game. Does anyone else have anything they want to say about the tower at all that's not ending-related? Oh. It will come back to any of this information. Oh, but I wanted to talk about the absolutely amazing bonkers scene of 9S ripping an arm off of a 2B copy and just <laughs> oh, jamming it into his own hand. <laughs> yes. That shit was insane. It's like, I love that point of like, just oh. like, ah, fuck it. I don't care anything to get me to the end, like kind of thing where he'll desecrate his own body, like his someone, the copy's body, and just tear it onto him. And like seeing that kind of like, because, like, 2B is such a sexualized character, like, seeing that little dainty, like, arm on his, and, like, it's just such a, like, weird juxtaposition of, like, kind of funny, but also insanely fucked up. Like, ah, I love it. But it's, it's yeah. like, it's such a good visual for describing the mental state, yeah. right? It's so good of, like, hey, this is him showing how, A, like, he's kind of, you know, at the point where he is breaking down, but... Like, it's so good at showing how connected he feels to 2B mm-hmm. and just, like, a visual metaphor, kind of, of how she is literally a part of me and, like, completely quintessential to what he thinks of as himself. And I think that is an incredibly powerful thing that is, you know, also horrifying and fucked up, but... I think it is is really cleverly done in that. I never way. thought of it like that. That's cool. It really keeps you yeah. on the hype train. I'm You're like, sure that's... oh, he's just like feeling sad, looking at two feet <laughs> on the ground, and then it like zooms out, and then he just rips her off, <laughs> thrown into twelfth gear. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. That's when he, that's when he gets uh, infected with the logic I virus too. So, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I was reading on the forums too. They were saying like, no, no he was infected so. before that. I'm like, what? I don't Cause... think so, but also it's definitely more interesting if that's when it became infected. A standoff uh, time, I think. All right. So the standoff between A2 and 9S is it's this like beautiful shot of them like both uh, with their swords out and like on a it's almost kind of like dusty in there. It looks like a fucking cowboy draw off. Ah, uh, straight Western. up Western. I don't know. Love I called it, it a draw off. I don't know what I'm trying to say. A jewel. Battle of the Fate or whatever it is. Fate? What is it? Star Wars? Battle oh, of yeah. Fate? Is that what it is? Ah, Duel, Duel of the Fates. Fates. Duel of the Fates. Duel um, and then you get there to pick 2B. Or I'm sorry, A2. 2B is an option. <laughs> 2B is the secret oh, code. Boy. Yeah, you have to pick A2, then go Konami back and code. pick A2 again. Yep. Konami code. You got it. Uh, it. It is A2 or 9S. And I just want a quick, I just want a quick shout out. Which one did you pick? First, nine S. You garbage people. <laughs> 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 you guys are garbage people. There's actually only one. Oh, I'll oh. save the insane one who is literally going nuts. Makes zero sense. Oh, I definitely went Pick A2 A two. Well. She's the only logical one left around. But my boy. Oh, 
My beautiful this was boy. Going nuts. I don't care if he's beautiful. He's those insane. Short shorts His arms messed have up. To live. Gotta see those legs. The, the they don't. They don't. <laughs> he's just gonna be angry anyway if he kills I, her. I picked 9S because I thought he was the far more interesting yeah, character too. at this point. Whether or not I thought he was in the right to do what he did, I was more interested in seeing a conclusion to his story than A2's. Which doesn't is why back up any of your previous logic. Ah, oh, don't have a heart. I gotta do the right <laughs> thing. Blah, blah, blah. And then you pick the bad guy at the end. It, okay, okay, hold hypocrite. up. We are not going to walk past Colby saying picked the bad guy. Yeah. That is a complete and utter <laughs> mischaracterization of him. He's definitely the bad guy at this point. That doesn't his make him a bad guy. His eyes turned red. Yeah. <laughs> he means he's sick. He is not... He is not a villain. Does. Both of the people came to the tower for the exact same reason, which was to kill all the machines. They have the exact same end Also, goal. are the machines really the villain? Don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're really three on oh, two on man. one. You were three on one. I don't know what the opinions lie everywhere, but hey, Michael's on my side. It's two two. It's I two right, but like, I to whether you sure. thought it was the right, I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. Anyone? No. Who? So who? we're two on two. Two of us pick nine. Two of us pick day two. Um, yeah. I will say nine. I mean, obviously, nine. This ending was more interesting. But you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, too, I guess again, I don't fully understand what happened with A2. I understand she sacrificed herself. Yeah, again, again, this yeah. is the thing where I think A2's ending is bad if you don't have the information from her backstory. Like, I think you would watch it and go, huh, that's an ending, and then you would be done. And that sucks, and I think if you have that information from her backstory, it turns it into a really impactful moment of, like, the culmination of her story arc. And I think that makes it really, really powerful. Um but if you don't have that, 9S's ending is much more interesting. And 9S's ending is also a much more interesting, like, for lack of a better word, philosophical yeah. idea of an ending. Uh, and I think that was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's more conceptual, yeah. yeah. But how did you guys feel about these endings? In, let's, let's talk about 9S's ending. How did you all feel about 9S's ending in general? Well, did you, did you choose to uh, put him in the arc? Oh, I got on that arc. Got to get on that arc. Eye. Put the boy in the ark. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Something we can. Uh, oh, no. Do we have a boy not in the ark? No, I put him in the ark. But after that, I'm like, well, should he have gone in the yeah, ark? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just questioning that decision. Why still. are you questioning? The machines reached out to him. He wanted to be. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Wasn't he, like, infected with the virus? What if he uploads the, the virus? virus the virus is from the machines. The virus is just control. I'm bad at <laughs> this fucking game man <laughs> and they wonder uh, and they wonder why did we say oh you should play it before <laughs> uh, but no but the reason I'm second guessing it is because also once do you think like once 9s just gets all the information and maybe like a logic virus goes out of him or something or maybe he just you know steps back from the edge do you think like he could return to Earth and then be like, okay, well, time to you know forge my own uh, meaning now that I've you know gazed in the abyss and I've stepped back from it. Maybe I could have a better life. I'm just wondering if 9S would be capable mm. of that. And that's what I that's what makes me second guess that decision to go on the Ark. Hmm. Um, 
But uh, yeah. Do was... we know what would have happened if he didn't? Does that change the ending at all? Uh, it's it is different text. I don't remember how it changes though. I think he just stays there and maybe has memories of Tubi and then dies. I don't remember exactly, honestly. Huh. It's been it's been a hot minute. I only watched when he went onto the arc again because I figured that was the that was a good choice that we all yeah, made. Yeah, we all made the right choice. Yeah. So. We all yeah. made the right choice. Our beautiful boy is sailing the skies in great machine. No one paradise. in this call has made a wrong choice. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the other ending. <laughs> so, hey, we all did everything. I do. I think it's so strange. Like this whole like not knowing things. Maybe Alex will know. Why were there kids laughing in the giant beam that A two like destroys? I guess maybe that that destroys the tower. Oh, mm. I thought that was like. I thought that was like the. Like the souls, not the souls, but you know, like the data of the children that killed themselves. That's what I got out of it. I don't know. That's a good question. I they they kind of use that motif of children laughing a couple of times when they're around machines. I think, um, I, I think it's just an idea of like, hey, this is the, you know, the core of machines, and it's like much more innocent than we were previously led to believe. But I don't know that there's a consistent answer. And if there is, I definitely can't be the one to give it to you. But I like. I like Michael's interpretation. Oh, thanks. Here's my hot take. You all ready for that worth? Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Here it comes. Kids learn their emotions early. All these, all these uh, machines and androids are learning their emotions. They're all like children. Hmm. I like that. Damn. Damn. I thought about that like half an hour ago. Wow. I like that. (laughs) During this podcast. I like that. I I like that. I like that. We're and that children. just that wraps it up. We don't have anything else to talk yep, about. That was all of um, Yeah, that's it. Go home. Games are silly things. We don't. They're ridiculous. All right. Yeah. I mean, no one in this call is no a cop. One, so no one in this in call this is call a is fucking a cop. cop. And this game ended very unhappily. Yep. That's what happened. Bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then there's ending E, which is canonically the real ending. Um, Wait, this... there's an ending E. No, no you're joking, with Colby. Us, right? He's got, <laughs> got him. <laughs> you guys are all oh, actually oh, nervous for that so hard. Oh my god! I'm like Alex. I Wait, thought you did this. I thought I thought you blood, this all of my blood left my body. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's dumb enough. Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. So ending E is, is the final ending, and I I love this one. So let's talk about the most important, one hundred percent, the with a bullet, the best part of ending E, which is getting help during the credits to fight everybody off, and then choosing to selflessly give up your save file so that everyone else can have a good chance at it because you would have to be some sort of a fucking cop not to do that. And we all did it first try, right? 100%. First try. Oh. <laughs> oh. For those of you not at, uh, in the Discord call, Duncan just left. Hello? <laughs> Hello? So wait a second. Did you just hit no and then go back to the menu? Yeah, that's the ending I did. And, and, so you didn't get the, the ending. Huh? I, I think... <sighs> Hello? I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. It's enough. That's yeah. enough. I didn't... I wanted to go back and I wanted to do some endings. I wanted to read some things. Sue me. He wanted to do the debug. I room. wanted to do Come the on, debug guys. room that the that the pods were so insistent that I might want to try out. Yeah, so 
you know, we all gave up our save file, and Duncan, and I will, I will say, I wanted to roast you. I do have a little bit of sympathy for you. You had a while left before we recorded. You wanted to make sure you got a chance to see everything. You know, when I went through this, I wasn't sure we were doing a podcast on it. Uh, but oh man, being given the option of chapter select and then being told as soon as you get this ending, which for me was like right after I got chapter select. That, oh, yeah, you have to give up everything that you've worked for in order to, like, help somebody else get to this point was so good. Like, it that generally felt really impactful to me. Like, I felt a genuine sense of loss as the save file was being deleted, and I found, like, I felt really good about my decision to do that. And I liked, you know, writing that message at the end. I felt really good about it. Um, I've read a number of feel-good stories online of people who, like, because it shows you the the username of whoever, you know, is helping you out as you're beating the credits. Of people Shout like, out to uh, Sir Silencio. <laughs> you remember the name. <laughs> I do! Dude, got a message him on Steam. Tell him thanks. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can reach out to him. Um, Shout out to Ballsack King 6916. <laughs> 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 it really helped me in the moment there. <laughs> I would like my shout out to go to Barack Obama. He gave me his save file. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, this this worked yeah. for me. This part worked for me so well. Like, the whole ending was great, but this whole fitting in so cleanly to the rest of the themes of the game the idea of you having to sacrifice something of yours actually in order to help out other people and like you don't need to do it you can choose not to sacrifice your save file um but you know you'd be a cop but it, I'll, it, I'll tell you right now though i definitely regret it you regret it i regret the shit out of it i want to go back and it? play more damn it well yeah but now you like you helped somebody else get to that point where they couldn't otherwise, otherwise we you know? wouldn't see that good scene and yeah, they would have had to youtube it well actually you still get it yeah. if you decide not to delete your save file so yeah uh, um I know which is yeah. interesting but, the, but yeah. i'm definitely gonna be replaying yeah i this think game. i will too i will say i kind of liked my personal arc of this because i decided not to and I honestly felt a guilt, not just because Alex was like being like, "Oh, you gotta do it," but like, you know, you're you're cup. Cup. but honestly, like, I, I, <laughs> I went through and like as I talked about the game, I, it's almost like when you don't want to talk about something that you feel guilty about, so you like avoid the topic overall. And so mm. I was thinking about it, and before this recording, I went back and I played through it, and. And then I realized I felt really bad because I consumed two people's save files. One to Ooh. get to the ending and not give up my save file, and then one to get to the ending and to, to remove my save file. So I kind of consumed two gave one, which feels kind of bad. But anyways, so when I when I <laughs> finished it and I released all my save data, which was hard to see the UI just delete all that stuff. Like, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, once I deleted it, I felt like I didn't have to play the game anymore where like, I actually did feel a little bit where I was like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta play all those scenes again. And like, I gotta find those other endings that I think might be interesting and how I just kind of feel like I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to worry about it. And it was nice. I let go. I let go. It, it was a let go. Just seeing the menu being deleted, everything with the menu that they did, all the fun stuff there. 
was just so impactful because it's like you they never sure take see their that. time with it too. They take your time with it. <laughs> and it's do. like we're gonna delete this slow, and you're gonna watch oh. it go. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> like it. It's honestly so. Oh. <laughs> Army was like, man, good thing I just like beeline the story because there'd probably be a lot more deleting here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to see it go. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll, uh, you guys said you played through again. Strength. I think I'll play it through again. It's oh it's my so other uh, the other thing I wanted to say is my my other unique experience with this. Uh, make sure you uh, make sure mm. the Steam servers are mm. up when you play this ending. Make sure you're connected <laughs> online when you play this ending oh, because God. I probably tried about twenty times. To beat the difficult part? Yeah, because no. the Steam servers weren't up at the moment, so it wouldn't let me connect with any of them. So anytime the, like, do you want help thing came up, I would say, like, yes. And then it would say, like, something about how it can't load the credits. Or it gave me some weird error, oh. and then I just had to fight through it. And eventually I messaged Alex. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, what what is supposed to happen? And we were trying to, like troubleshoot so it and fucked. figure out why and he doesn't want to tell me so he's like no there's a specific reason why and i'm like yeah it's fucking stupid it should just let me finish the game i just don't <laughs> want to play it anymore and then eventually i waited till wow. the steam servers were back up and it was fine but like i'll tell you what i was really mad that i had to be online to finish this ending so yeah i would be really <laughs> livid too i can't believe it doesn't have a solo option I mean, for that i think it adds a lot, but you uh, should never okay. have to be connected to the internet to yeah. beat a game. With the people, I yeah, guess I see. I, mm-hmm. I feel you. I, I agree. Because I, there are some people who just, like, don't have internet. You know what I mean? And, like, I just think that mm-hmm. they yeah. deserve to see that as well. Because you can't see the final cutscene without getting that help. There's like no way you yeah. can beat that. Well, you can. You got to be God. I though. don't. I don't think you can do it, man. <laughs> I'm not confident it's possible to. How beat far did you guys make it? I, I made it I made really it. far. No, you did. Yeah, I did because I, I I played it so fucking much. I did it at least twenty times over without getting help. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Me too. Wow. I kept thinking no, and I was like, no, I'm gonna do this. And then I finally <laughs> got help, and I was like, wow, this is actually so long. There's no way I would have done this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it it's impossibly difficult without the help. Um, yeah, that's that's a miserable experience that Duncan had there. I felt so bad when you were messaging me, and I was like, no, 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 not now. It can't be bad now. Maybe that's why I trans when I transitioned to do a cop. Maybe that's when you became. If it had worked perfectly the first time, you'd have deleted it without even a thought. Nope. Yep. 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 Oh, well, anyway, yeah. after the credits. After the credits, we get one final scene of the pods being super, super cool um, and essentially talking about how they're going to re-upload the data that they have because they have the data on all of their personalities, um, A2, 9S, and 2B, um, and having recovered their bodies, kind of like putting them around. um, And it it ends up, you know, they they have a very brief and very interesting exchange asking about, well, hey, is their person, like, do they remember everything? Is Do we have all of the data? And saying, yes, we do. And then saying, well, then won't this all just happen again? Uh, and they say something to the effect of, I don't remember exactly what the line is, like, it, you know, probably, but maybe not, so it's worth trying. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot deny the probability of that happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so... 
God, it's so good. It's such a turn for a game that was like inherently kind of hopeless for a lot of the a lot of the endings and a lot of the ideas of hey that you know Pascal found a group of you know machines that was trying to be good and that ended up like there's no way that doesn't go bad and the machines have kind of been controlling everything so there's been a forever war going on with like horrible numbers of casualties and everything that you try to do ends up doing nothing and it all seems to like feed into this greater idea and then for a a very brief turn at the end of the game it talks about like hey maybe there is a chance to like overcome these cycles that we've been trapped in maybe there's a chance to like defy you know our our core programming and ideas and like that have been built so deeply into ourselves and i think that is such a a beautiful thing especially coming after this idea of like togetherness that the credits brings it's it's incredibly powerful and i absolutely adore this ending and i think the game is significantly worse if you do not do this like i think this ending is kind of what makes the whole arc of the game work yeah i also love the i I also love the quote a future is not given to you it is something you must take for yourself and that's like the last thing that quote's so good (laughs) it's really good i also like the the quote Uh, so one of the one of the um pods like is like I feel so embarrassed, and they're like, "Why?" He said, "I, you know, attempted a, a suicide mission and it failed, and now I'm still alive. I must look very silly." And the other pod I says, "Do not feel bad about it. It being alive is pretty much a constant stream of embarrassment. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. choice. <laughs> uh, goddamn same. Eirl. Yeah, that's some internet humor right there. But to not, you know." It's a powerful ending, and I also agree with Michael that Alex summed it up very, very well. Oh, good. Yeah, it, gives them, it gives them the opportunity at this point to break the cycle and then forge their own purpose, which is one of the heavier themes, you know, the idea of purpose and manufacturing it. And uh, yeah, now that the machines are essentially gone and going to another planet, well, what are they going to do now? Go fishing, I guess. <laughs> Finally go to that shopping mall. <laughs> God, I wish there was a secret ending where they just went to the shopping mall and looked at clothes. <laughs> oh, that would be very good. Maybe actually bought some clothes for A2. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, man, I haven't seen all the stage plays. Maybe that happens in one of them. Maybe. maybe. I actually do think one of them takes place after the events of the game dealing with, like, 2B and 9S. So, maybe. Hmm. Fuck, I don't I'd know. watch the shit out of that. Right? Right? That's what I'm saying, right? Can we go see those? Um, probably not. Damn. Are they are they coming? Are they coming to Canada? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're coming yes, they to your small to town in Canada. <laughs> yeah, they're coming to northern Alberta. Damn, you just doxed yourself, boy. Nobody goes to northern Alberta. It's fake. It's it is fake. fake. I'm fake. You are fake. Yeah. So that's that's near near Automata. Do we have some time for All questions? Uh, I think we we do have some questions. Yeah, we we can we can have some time for questions. I think I think we're running a little bit long, but we can do maybe one or two here if if you're interested. I've got a little something that I did. Okay, okay tell a little us. something so, you did. So you know that final boss fight where it's like you know A two and then nine S and then they're like there's this whole theme of like being connected and mm-hmm. even Devil and Popla everything's in pairs and then the two robots come into pairs. Um, there's a heavy weapon uh, <laughs> that I got to max level. And when you read its story, it's like, oh, these were two blades of an axe that were fused together with magic and couldn't be broken apart. And uh, it goes on to be like, oh, man, just kill us, please, because we're, we're just together for too long and nothing can tear us apart. Um, I definitely switched to that weapon for that fight. <laughs> That's I like that. 
I like that a lot. That's poetic. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was fitting. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to fit that anywhere else in, but I wanted to do it. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> did, did you guys do any side quests during this? I, I didn't actually mark that down anywhere, I think, to ask. Did you do any of the side quests that are available in this portion of the time? I did almost all of them. I just don't remember what they were. Yeah, yeah I think here. they were kind of lackluster at this point. Did you do um, – there's one that I want to shout out briefly. That Duncan, I think you mostly did this one in the previous run where you collect all of, like, Emile's the flowers tears. and then you're you're treated – yeah, the, the Lunar Tears. And then you can go into that cave, which I think is probably the most beautiful spot in the whole game. Um, it's just, like, a bunch of these glowing flowers in a dark cave. Oh, and if you, yeah. I think there's a side. I think it's part of a quest that you do as 9S after 2B dies. You can return to that cave. And it's a really short scene, but you get like just 9S gives some dialogue about kind of, you know, missing 2B and, and hoping to, to talk to her a little bit more. And then like plants a grave in like like a headstone in the area where all the lunar tears are. And it's very short, but it's really touching. And it's really, I think adds weight to how much 9S actually misses 2B and in the way that it's not just like destroying him it's also him trying to like pay respects to the fact that she dead like she is dead and 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 how much she <laughs> she is she she dead though <laughs> <laughs> um so that one was really good but i don't know that's kind of the only one that i really remember from this last chunk so i think most of the interesting side quests were in the first half of the game Probably. I mean, maybe the side quests were interesting here, but it just gets so overshadowed by the pace and the gravity yeah. of everything else that's going on in the main story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. It, it's ratcheted up so far that I wasn't even really that interested in doing side quests by this point. It's kind of just like, I'm doing these because maybe they're great, but also I just want to keep going. I just want to keep going. Now I can go back and do it later. I've got a chapter select. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That, that oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I uh yeah. I want to ask. I say I see this this good juicy one right here. I uh, did. <laughs> so for you guys, did that two E reveal like surprise you? Did you see it coming at all? And did it kind of like recontextualize her in earlier runs and like make you feel different? Did it make you want to replay the game and like see all of the times that it makes sense for her to be a two E unit? I don't think it did too much for me. But I mean. Uh... Like, the more I think about it, the more it does. But that reveal didn't really hit me that hard. It's like, okay, yeah. No, I already kind of knew that she was killing him over and over and that this is a whole cycle. It makes a little bit more sense now as to why, but I don't think that changes much for me. But hmm. it is gonna it is going to be interesting because I am going to replay this um, just to see what kind of subtle hints and nods they had at it. Because they had, the, like, the two flashes where, you know, they're touching their uh, black boxes and then the one where she's choking them. And, um, yeah. And it does put it into more context, but I don't know if that context, like, I already saw most of the image, and it just, you know, takes some of the roughness off the edge of the image. That's all. Hmm. Hmm. See, I didn't see it coming. I I also did not see it coming, but I think um, when you two decide to go back, or at some point, go back and listen to the first episode of this when we're talking about that initial ending of Route A, where 2B kills 9S and, like, chokes him out. And, and just the kind of blasé way that you all mentioned, like, I don't know, it just sort of doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand this relationship. I don't buy it. It sort of came out of nowhere why she's crying and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think That's a good point. it yeah. was really interesting to listen to knowing that turn and being like, wow, no, no, it's got so much weight. But also, yeah, you don't understand that at this point, but it's got so much more weight than you guys are giving it credit for. How much weight? Um, 
uh, like, I'd say roughly the weight of the world. Okay, okay. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Had to be done. Thank you. Had to be done. Thank you. Uh, I wish 2B had a voice at the end of the, the game somehow. Just to see how she... I don't know. How she's reacting to all, like, 9S going insane and everything like that. Like like her watching from the clouds or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mufasa <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man beautiful i mean i think it would have been nice to like because she's gone for like the total last half of this game and i don't know oh, yeah. nice to i don't know just see that interaction or see how she feels like i said about the whole thing but yeah and i kind of I, I mean she like you kind of get one of those because i think in one of the scenes after you defeat the giant centipede you kill like the the like weird little like black boxes things and then you see um uh 2B behind you like try and explain things to you. I don't remember what she explains. I feel bad for forgetting about that, but like you I think A2 just like ends up slashing the image of her and it just hits back to reality. And I kind of would would have liked to see that motif come back around of like because if you have someone's memories in your in the sword that you're using, like I feel like it would come up more often, especially in those like digital spaces uh, that she was in, especially towards the yeah. ending. I think it would have been really nice to hear a little bit of her voice, but maybe the kind of the end of it is that like they've merged into one person. Like it's not mm-hmm. a two with two B's memories; it's a two two B. For yeah, that, for, that's what I kind of wanted to say. For AB. I think that is the idea. <laughs> for AB, uh, I I think that's kind of the idea. Is you do see a lot of two B starts to come through in A two throughout the game. Um, the further she goes, because she is starting to kind of, you know, whether you want to say it as absorb those memories or let those memories impact her or change her, um, she definitely starts to take on more of those those mannerisms and i think that's part of what softens the edges of a2 throughout the course of, of the time you play as yeah. Mm. yeah and i think i think it works really well well unless anyone has anything else to say i i think just like we have to let go of the save file i think we gotta let go of this podcast and the time that we spend talking about it unless anyone else has anything to um i think I think it would be interesting to go back and revisit how 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 you think all your predictions held up. Do you think do you think any of them were right or good? Oh, well, I <laughs> thought we were going way back to the past and I was so wrong. Now, I um, loved that one. That one was maybe my favorite. <laughs> the idea that what if actually time travel now? Maybe not time travel, just more <laughs> like a prequel. <laughs> I don't know. I did also guess that we were going to play as A2, so... There you go. I mean, but You guessed one correct thing for every subsequent run, and everything else actually. you guessed was wrong. I don't remember any of my predictions. I get the Nero Neither one. I. I feel like I would have said everybody dies, though, so let's just say I'm right. Mm, <laughs> you didn't. I would have remembered if you said that, and you definitely did not. I think I said, What's your like, prediction? Do you remember Duncan's? I think I... I know. I think I remember mine. No, no, no. Okay. It was oh, like... Come on. 9S, like, wakes up, and there's, like, three boxes he has to visit. And I think I got that one, <laughs> and he gets all the boxes. He goes up a tower. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I just pretty much got exactly. it all. <laughs> See, Duncan and I are 100% correct in our predictions, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
I mean, Duncan, you did have the stellar prediction at the beginning of the first one going into the second run of being like, I think it would really suck if we just had to do the whole thing again, but as 9S. <laughs> uh, and man, oh, yeah, that's my, right. my whole body kind of <laughs> tightened up when you said that. And I was like, Ugh, yeah, it'd probably be bad, right? <laughs> well, I was not, if you listen, I, I think I remember talking some shit on the, the second part of that. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. Does anyone else have any final thoughts about Near Automata? I want another one! Yes, please, Yoko Taro, give me another game. I know you're working on, like, a raid for Final Fantasy XIV right now that is in some way tied to Yorha. That's not really my jam. I was kind of hoping for something a little more accessible. There's enough raids. Yeah, we don't. We don't need any more. We, we definitely don't need any more. Also, I love Yoko Taro. I've read, like, snippets of interviews with him, and I read one just before we started recording talking about the creative process for him, and he said that he definitely knows he's getting older now because he used to, um, paraphrasing here slightly, he used to write very frequently under the influence, but now <laughs> that he's older, he starts to feel like when he drinks a lot, his body, like, isn't working as well. So he's like, so now I just drink, you know, Diet Coke instead. I mean, I drink three liters of it a day, and I definitely still mix alcohol in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yoko Taro, what a god. What a god, man. He's becoming his gods. Oh, no. What? (laughs) Oh, it's all bad. All right. Are you all ready to let go? Not really. No. You want to do another episode? Yeah, let's do another one. Let's talk about... Okay, let's um, go through all the other endings. You won't... Yeah, we'll do <laughs> a full episode on every four-piece of dialogue ending. My, my game time said, like, 24 hours. So let's just do 24-hour stream. Yeah. Play through the game entirely. Front to back. Front I to like back. It. Great idea. We can see how we feel differently about it now that everybody knows what's going on. It'll be great. I think it'll be good. Yeah, this is just now going to be a near-based uh, podcast. Yeah, we'll replay it, but we'll pretend we don't know anything that we talked about before, but really we'll be talking as if we have a lot more context. I think it'll be we'll good. We'll be wiping our memories. Yeah. Well, let's all oh. wipe our memories, guys. Uh, just kill me instead, please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, oh, I am happy, geez. sad. I'm happy, sad. Happy that I finished it. kind of wish it would keep going, to be honest. But yeah, anytime, who knows? You know, maybe we'll get more. Anytime we've done a series on this show, at least for me personally, I'm always so happy sad at the end of it where I'm like, man, that's over. And it was so much fun talking about it. And I really appreciated both of you guys coming on here, taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, come hang out with us and talk about near Automata. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, well, good. I'm I'm glad, and I'm I'm happy that you all seem to enjoy the game because I was worried that at least one of you would be like, I don't know, I just didn't really think it was that good, uh, and then we would have to not be friends anymore. And I'm glad yeah. that that didn't happen because that would yeah. But I mean, also, me. I am getting paid for this, right? Oh yeah, your checks in the mail. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh great. Yeah. Um, I yeah. still haven't got my check from the last episode. Though. Well, it's in the mail, my dude. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Did you get a I tracking number? Check. Come on. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not paying extra. We for have the internet number. now. Just fucking wire so it to me. You the joke. last one was a problem because it costs 15 cents to make a money order, and you made 15 cents. So it was like, ah, uh, what's the mm, point? I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Just give it straight to PayPal. Oh point. well, yeah. I, I prefer to mail it. Uh, anyways, if, <laughs> uh, if you guys enjoyed this series or just this one, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. 
Even if an hour has made, made me less, I can carry the weight of the world. world. This is not a good ending. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do I mean, the whole we thing where we, we ask people to make this podcast more popular and, you know, and, and likable. But no, it's fine. You can do the singing thing. I, we'll just all start singing together and people will love that. And then, Duncan, you can just yell I social media plugs over it. Come on, man. <laughs> we can definitely do auto-tone in this podcast here. Alex, you got the capacity for that, right? You got the bandwidth? Uh, yeah, dude. I'm totally, mm -hmm, 100%, 100%. Anyway, where can people follow us and find us, Duncan? I didn't finish my iTunes review thing. Please do that. It would help us out a ton. And, and, if you want to keep up on what we're doing on the daily, on the reg, because we post daily, (laughs) every two weeks, you can, (laughs) you can check out our Twitter at Twitter at thoughts from player one you can email us at thoughts from player one at gmail.com if you want to suggest a game uh ask us questions about the game we will assemble as four people if you ask us a question about near i will get everyone in this call back so we can all talk about near again if you ask a question please the fly me back to chicago please Please, god i need that i need it (laughs) i need to talk more about it and um and then facebook you just search for us and that's about it that's it. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's all of our social media plugs. Our- hey, how do we end the show? We now? all shout, but I'm only one girl. I think that's bad. Ah. All right. Oh, we. Because mm. hmm. we're gonna shout it loud, even, even if our words seem meaningless. It's like I'm carrying the weight of the world. I wish it's the truth somehow that, that I, I could say that everyone's but, but the truth is that I'm only one girl. Maybe if I keep believing, my dreams will come.